welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Short on time. We got to get going. Yeah, all right. It's uh, our it's our yearly summer, summer movie preview, mm-hmm. which means, uh, real quick, I want everyone to put in their tweakedaudio.com slash pretension earbuds so you hear all of our insights. And if you don't have those, those are... Uh, professional quality earbuds that you get at tweakedaudio.com at a low low price and if you go to tweakedaudio.com slash pretension you get that low low price one third off and no shipping charges so definitely check them out over at tweakedaudio.com slash pretension uh you want me to just jump to the other one before we go on okay all right everybody this episode is brought to you by the double feature podcast the show that talks about two different films every week comparing and contrasting them this week they talk about the wolfman and soylent green Will they get to the bottom of how short British Claude Rains could be the father of tall American Lon Chaney Jr.? And this Soylent Green stuff sounds like t- sounds a little too good to be true. Maybe they'll figure out if there's more going on here than we're being told. To listen to this and other episodes, just go to DoubleFeatureShow.com or click on the ad at BattleshipPretension.com. Do you think those people will really get into Soylent Green? I hope so, yeah. The people. Oh, got it. On the podcast, they'll get yeah. into sort of the green. Spoilers! <laughs> the Wolfman is people. And as as you know, as I, I said, summer movie preview, so long-time listeners know, that means we have a guest, not just any guest, mm-hmm. the guest that we have for summer movie preview episodes. Except last year. Last year accepted. And some people. other episodes, too. Sometimes. Yes, he's been on other episodes, too. He was on about a year ago. Uh, it's Josh Fadum. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I'm really glad to be back. Yeah, we can't we can't go a year again. Let's I know. This was too long. Yeah. Too long. Too I don't know how we let it happen. It, it was, was almost, well, you know, I, well, for one, okay, so I'm doing, you want to know how I'm doing? I, you, do you want to know how I'm doing? Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I want to, because it's been a year, we might have some new listeners. I okay. want to say that you are. Who's this guy? I'm not up on this season. Yeah. That's you, what they're asking. You were one of our earliest guests. Uh-huh. In fact. Number 48. It, number 48. And, am I still? Do I still hold the record for most frequent? Someone beat me. Uh, no, it's. Pro- I haven't. Who I haven't have kept up, me? but it's. It might be uh, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt or our friend Jason Eakin. Uh huh. Um, but he shows up as guest host a lot. That's uh-huh. not the same right. as That's guest. Not the same. No, yeah. no. But it no, was. No. It was fortuitous because at this point I can't remember who canceled on us. But Zaljanan uh-huh. gave me your phone number, uh-huh. and you like it was like day of. Uh, that you and I was like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd never done a podcast. I yeah. was like, what's podcast? This was like 2007. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it may have and been 08. May have been 08. Even still, I was late to the party with everything. I just joined Vine. I'm so late to the, every party. You know, <laughs> you just joined Vine. I'm that. I how late I am to the party. You're on Vine. I, well, I can't Vine, wait though. to Vine with you. I watch other people's vines. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Jason Nash, who's been on the show a couple times, uh-huh. he's, a, he's a good, good. Viner. He's a big viner. Yeah, yeah. he's really, he's, he's pretty real, good at it. Real yeah. famous. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's the main one I uh, watch for. Actually. Yeah, uh, I don't have any major vine goals. I just thought, well, I'll get, I'll go do, I'll do it, I'll try. What something, you know. Uh, our friend Johnny Pemberton is on Vine. Uh huh. My friend fun. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the one who was like, "You should get on Vine." <laughs> I was like, "All right." So it was. So I took Johnny's word. Well, there you go. Uh, no. Well, I asked you how you've been, I think. Oh, uh, no, you there. didn't. I wanted to tell you, off but I air. wanted to wait for you okay. to ask me. I, I'm a little tired, a little worn out, but I'm excited and enthused by your presences. Oh, nice. As, yes. as we are by yours. Yeah. But I want to ask you about your wrist. Yes. What happened, to, you, what happened to that wrist? For those listening, I've got my arm in a sling. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm making sure it's really in a sling, so I'm not a liar. 
I got my arm in a sling because uh, a month ago, well, we almost wouldn't have been, it would have been less than a year had I not broken my wrist a month ago. Right. And um, uh, at a comedy show, I was performing comedy, and I sometimes in my comedy routine, I will do pratfalls and mm-hmm. wild things like that. And I what, was, what venue? Where, where were it was at Upright Citizens Brigade okay. at a late, later show. And uh, I was trying out, going to try out some new stuff. And I thought, well, uh, if this new stuff doesn't go somewhere, I'll try to like do something wild at the top, so they won't be like, "Ugh, that guy was, that guy stunk," or whatever. Right. If they, you know, if you're kind of disorient them with something crazy, this I've thought about it a lot in my sitting. <laughs> like, why did I do that? If you disorient them, then they're like, uh, "Oh, that that bad part wasn't even that bad. He was just crazy. I don't mind crazy." <laughs> so. So I thought, and it was also, I don't know, my head was not in a great place today or something. I was just all over the place. And so I wasn't focused. And I, you know, people have been telling me, you're going to hurt yourself for like years. And I'm like, whatever, I'm invincible. So I did this crazy thing where I kicked my legs out. And somewhere in the middle of the the fall, I guess my arm, I don't know, got in place to the ground. I don't know if my body landed on it or what, but I landed painfully. And I was like, oh, and then I looked down at it and I was like, Oh man, it was just mangled and you know chunky and your, your hand or your wrist. My wrist. Oof. It was just you know like one of those like comically b- broken. You know, well that's like, that's fortunate. Like it would Did be, you get some laughs. Uh, it, I looked at it. No, you know if maybe if, they, if there was like editing on the stage and it, mm. it was like a fairly brothers cut to or something <laughs> like okay. that. You know where it was like it was just had you know and I, and without thinking I reached for it and I grabbed it to try to like. Unbreak, undo that. That didn't just happen. And I started trying to like pop it into position, or Oof. yeah, pretty nasty. People at home did, going, "No, I don't want to hear it." Um, did the show go on, or did well, you- that was also the performer's instinct in me was like, "Show must go on, right?" And so I stood up, but the first thing that came out of my mouth was, "I broke my wrist," <laughs> <laughs> and the people were like, "Ha ha ha ha." And then I was like, "Oh, I really broke my wrist," and people were like, "Ooh," and then. uh and then I stood up, squeezing my wrist, and I was like, "You can, you can, you can do this one." And uh, so I, so I couldn't. I tried to tell a joke. I couldn't get the first, the first joke I always tell out. I just like, so uh, I should probably go. I, I broke my wrist. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. And then I put the microphone down and walked off stage. Did well, you? Did you drop the mic really dramatically? Like you, like, like you made, yeah. Your, yeah, you made your point. No, I think it was like tail between my legs place it on the ground you know like i will yeah I, something like that yeah and i uh, no i don't follow you on vine but you instagrammed i think um some oh yeah pictures of y- your yeah your and, hand. A, and a uh an intern at the ucb a very nice girl uh named uh kate huffman drove me to the er and i think she was kind of like i don't know this person and trying to like make polite conversation and i felt like i was almost like you know, try. I felt like I had to be like, so how's your day going? Because I was sort of like, <laughs> I didn't want her to like feel the ob- you know need to have to like everything's cool, everything's all right. And I was like, I know I broke my wrist. It sucks. It's real suck- sucky, you know. Yeah. But also, let me tip for anyone who has to go to the ER anytime soon or hasn't been. If you have to find yourself in the ER, be sure to be real annoying and obnoxious because they will ignore you. Otherwise, they'll just. They'll just Which, think. Did you go to the Kaiser, Kaiser on Sunset? Yeah, Kaiser on Sunset. And I'm sure it's the same anywhere. But people mm-hmm. at the ER, well, they just seem to treat it like it's like, you know, they're a teenager working at a Hot Topic, bored of folding clothes or something like that. <laughs> like, I was just like, and also, I was like, uh, 
making sure I like got everyone's name and I was trying to like connect to them, be like, what's your name, Bernard? Hey, Bernard, do you know how long it will be, Bernard? And then uh, people would be like, um, oh, five minutes or whatever. And they go, you know, oh, Pauline. Oh, thank you so much, Pauline. Pauline, do you think I get an ice pack? You know, and uh, also they didn't give me an ice pack. Oh, you know, they just leave you sitting there. And so I'm holding my, squeezing my wrist going, oh gosh. And like singing songs about how it hurts. Like it does hurt. It really hurts, hurts. It is painful. Ow, it hurts. Did did Kate from the UCB just like drop you at the front door and go back to no, work? No, no, no. She parked and waited and, oh, and okay. stuff. And, and, and then eventually she checked in. And, and then eventually I was like, you don't have to stay. There's no reason to stay. I, and I called a friend, you know, and, and, and but she, she, she was very nice. Um, and UCB was very nice. I, I was so embarrassed, you know, because there's a sea of I told you so's were ringing in my ears, you know, <laughs> that I was like, uh, that I was like, tried to sneak out actually without thinking. I tried to sneak out the back. I'll just go to the emergency room by myself. And, and then Cody uh, Fisher, who works at the, uh, UCB, uh, was, uh, running the theater that night. She, she chased me down and was like, Josh, are you okay? And I was like, I broke my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. So she she had someone drive me there. So, oh. well, we're glad that you're all right. Yeah. I mean, I am. Oh, I, I oh, had surgery that. too. I had to have surgery. Oh, I broke the radius and and chipped the ulna. I don't know if you wow. guys are wrist fanatics, but <laughs> those are the radius is apparently the big one. It looked like okay. a derailed train inside my. Okay. Um, well, yeah. you were oh, using your phone earlier with your left hand, so I guess you're on the mend. Oh, yeah. I'm doing the physical therapy. I, you know, whatever. I just wear the sling so that I remind myself to not use it too much, to not, like, okay. swing it around. You know, I can't, do, uh, I can't do floppy movements and stuff. It only goes, like, a little bit, like, that far, you know, like, a little bit okay. w- with the other wrist. But it's also, you have to, if you break your wrist, you have to be careful. You have to do really boring exercises, like, lift a finger up, like, and count to four, and then do it again ten times. Hmm. With every one of your fingers, Can and you then like a bunch of other stuff. Watch TV while you're doing it. Not if you don't want to lose count. Oh. oh yeah, I'm real bad at that. I'm bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I can you just really can't do anything but look at your finger and count. It sucks. Man, oh man. Boredom. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> so, but if I want that movement back, I need that sweet movement for my, you know, professional life. And yeah. Now. We have to get into the episode, but you wanted to... Oh, first off, uh, your hair is much longer than the last time. Oh, I've seen yeah, it. huh? I like the look. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you decide, like, you know what? I am not going to cut my hair until the next time I am on BP. Yeah. And it's no, been a I'm full not, year. I probably won't even cut it tomorrow. You think I should cut it tomorrow? <laughs> I've been holding out. I like I, it. It's kind of... It, it's, it's it's really long for those listening. It's, it's the longest I've ever seen. It's the longest I think it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be kind of like 60s. It could be kind of like... That know, I definitely... Oh, sunflower guy yeah la you know in that la sun man yeah you should wear a flower in your hair yeah (laughs) that would be san francisco though right yeah Yeah, but you can bring that here right they had flowers in la yeah i'm sure um Um, yeah hair's really long um and uh what are the big bullet points hair's really long broke my wrist uh, that's it. That's well, then, well, what we were talking about is a story from years ago. You wanted, that you oh, yeah, yeah, sure, up, if you want to hear Which is an, an audition for a role that you did not get in a movie that yeah. did get made. But why but do you no bring it up? You saw of. me do stand, tell, as a stand-up show once? Uh, yes, I saw you tell the story in stand-up, maybe before I even knew you, uh-huh. or maybe when I first knew you. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, when I was, like, probably 25 or 26 or something like that, I auditioned for this teen comedy I used to go out for a lot of like teen comedies or whatever and uh or like we gotta get laid type comedies right and this was this particular nerd virgin type role that i was auditioning for was uh for this movie called mardi gras and um um 
the character was a guy who who was found himself stuck in the bathroom of his dream girl, Carmen Electra, and he, as herself, she was uh huh. Carmen okay. Electra, and, and by the way, Carmen Electra was this guy's dream girl. Like, this girl is the girl of his dreams. So he was in the bathroom. He took a shit. Oh, God, a shit. What and then what happened? The toilet wouldn't flush in his dream girl, Carmen Electra's bathroom. Oh, no. What's he going to do? <laughs> so it was a scene of me trying to figure it, like, I don't know how much more nerdy and panicked I could play it, but they're like, the casting lady, I I really didn't want to do it. I was trying to, like, kind of, you know, do a shitty job so I could just get out of there so I wouldn't have to, like, try to commit to it. You Uh know, I was just sort of like, I don't want to do this. And I felt like pressure to go in or whatever, you know. Sometimes if you don't get a lot of auditions, if it's a period where you don't get a lot of auditions, you're like, I should go in, so I want to work or whatever. Uh And and I think I was just 26 and I didn't know or to be like, I'm not going to do this. But uh, so anyway, the casting lady was giving, like, I'm like, you know, oh, no, my dream girl, Carmen Electra, I'm a nerd, <laughs> and, you know, into the scene. And then she goes, so, okay, good. Um, I want you really, um, you should know, this is his dream girl. <laughs> I mean, he is really, really in love with Carmen Electra. So we want to see some of that, him kind of panicked about being not able to flush the toilet. When it's his dream girl. So, but there was that scene. But then there was another scene that I also had to do where this character, the nerd virgin, has, it's toward the end of the movie, he has had sex with a guy and okay. and he's explaining to his friends that it's okay that he had sex with a guy because he's not gay, just his penis, whose name is Herman, is gay. Ugh. Herman so, Electra? Herman, maybe if it was uh, if uh, it took Carmen's name, they got married. But but Herman had had sex with a guy, you know. So he's not gay. Just penis. Herman is gay. Wow, that's you get it. That's terrible. So that's it's not him. It's not the nerd virgin who's gay. It's just his penis. So prefers to have sex with him, and he's all for it. He's all supportive. Good joke, right? Yeah, that's. Do you remember the name of the character that uh, that you? No, but I bet if you IMDb'd Mardi Gras and watched the movie, you could figure out which nerd virgin character was the one who was obsessed (laughs) with it. And I I wonder if like me so vocally pissing on this movie burns a bridge, but I'm okay with that. Some some bridges go to places you don't want to go. Yeah, some bridges are. I feel like it's good to like sometimes like I'm the bad boy who burns the bridge with Mardi Gras. He breaks his <laughs> wrist, man. Yeah. I break my wrist, I burn the bridge. You know what? I'm a bad boy. I play by my own rules. Look how long that hair is. Yeah, oh. I just keep growing. Cut your hair, hippie. I'm bad kid. I'm a cut your hair, metal bad kid. Piss Bridger, bridge, bridge pisser. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bridge burner, bridge breaker. Bridge, I'm a bridge breaker, bridge burner, hair grower. Piss Bridger is a, is a good, like, uh, band uh, piss, name or something. Piss Breaker! I, I do, okay. <laughs> hey, man, it's me, Piss Breaker. Uh, I don't know. Um, now, are there any things that you guys probably are always updating everybody about everything? Is there any, like, key bullet points I should know that I've missed with you guys going on or anything like that? Well, you that? know I'm engaged because you yeah. got to save the got date. Got to save the date. That's how good of friends we are going to the wedding. <laughs> you know I bought a house because we're in it. Yes, I haven't been here, and it's very nice. Like, I just commented when I walked in, like, oh, this is like friend's house as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. going to a friend's house Ooh, you want to come over you know this is, it's the kind of house that you imagine has like gushers or some sort of like snack 
yeah. food in yeah, the pantry. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the middle of the night, you go, you raid the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was when Who's I was a kid, gushers? I was. Gosh, I hope oh, so. God, they they gush. I hope so. They <laughs> gush or hope so. Yeah, they definitely got them somewhere. You can find those things. Um, when I was a kid, I was kind of in the middle because there were friends' houses that I was like, man, they've got the big toys. Like I would always get the action figures. But then for every action figure series, there is always one or two big things. It could be the big monster or the big play set. Mm-hmm. And that's usually mm-hmm. where I would uh, where I would top off there. Uh, but then I'd go to some somebody's house and I'd be like, oh, they've got all the big stuff that my little figures play in. That's exciting. Would you bring your little figures? Oh, you go ahead. No, I wouldn't because I, I was afraid I would lose them. But um, one time the I big ones um, would swallow them. Oh, and absolutely. At my friend's house, I accidentally broke his He-Man action figure. Oh, my. And my mom made me give him mine. Oh. <laughs> it's very traumatic. But my thing when I would go to a friend's house as a kid, as a kid wasn't like, uh, what toys do they have? It was, do they have cable? Because I grew up without cable. Mm. Oh. And so that was the big thing. Is I, I had a friend watch. with a laser disc player. It was like, whoa. Wow. Should yeah. we just watch one of the laser discs? Wow. <laughs> whoa. You had to flip it over halfway through? I guess I, I forgot about player. that part, but I think most laser. I think you- some players had lasers on both sides. Is that oh. right? But some had, had a flip laser disc player. But in my new apartment, I could be completely. I wrong. haven't totally set it up yet, but I have. I also have splurged in my new apartment for an office. I don't pay that much rent, but I have a two bedroom, and I've made one room the office. But I've opted to make it like the office slash guest room slash VHS watch room and i'm thinking well as soon as i have a couple vcrs as soon as i get a little dresser for that tv because i have a a, a old box tv and then like cinephile got a flat screen tv and i just took their big tv so i have that Uh again i'm a bit of a hoarder had a hard time throwing things away i'm like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a vhs watch room and then i also went extra fantasy far where i was like and maybe i'll make it a laser disc room even though I only own one Laserdisc that someone gave me. Do you me. have a player, though? Nope. Okay. But I'll get and one. you have a VCR. Yeah, I also at a thrift store, I there was a stack of betas, and I paid for them. I bought uh, Jaws, Ghostbusters, The Evil That Men Do, Best Defense, that movie that, I guess, Eddie Murphy clearly shot for like two days on, and then they cut him throughout the movie or something like okay. that. Didn't see it with Dudley Moore. You know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know that one. I don't you, know. You didn't see the box at, v, at at the best defense box when you were a kid at, at a video store all the time? I it's Dudley Moore one. holding like a blueprint with a drawing of Eddie Murphy going, <laughs> and it's like... Uh, making a face for the listener. Yeah, for the so listener. He's, just he's going what? Um, but the listeners probably know the movie, so they don't even need the description. Right. Yeah. You know what I used to... So you talk about beta and stuff. My... Ex-girlfriend had a stack of CLRs. Do you remember? Are those those weird? Uh, those they're like weird a giant things? floppy disk type yeah, of thing. Yeah, what are they're, those? I've seen those, were, and I'm like, it, what are these things? They look so cool. Yeah, and we had a player, but it, it would very rarely work on anything. But what they're it, really cool. It's like the what size of like an LP. Stand for? I don't remember. And I, you pull it out, or what you is know, it? I could be wrong about what if that's the, actually the initials. Now I'm doubting myself. How fun would it be to get a CLR player? And get a bunch of CLR and CLR watch play. Oh, I just hit a wall, guys. <laughs> now, you said you have one laser disc. What is it? Taxi driver. All right. I have Jaws. Oh. It was purchased for me as a gift by uh, uh, Patrick Horvath and uh, Dallas Howell. Oh, very nice. So, which is very nice of That's them. That's very nice of them. Um, but yeah. So, have they been on the show recently? Not recently. Not since uh, Entrance was. Uh, with I was about to. I was about to say not since entrance was big. That's right. Maybe that. Maybe I'm not overstating. Out. Yeah. Not since it was like a thing that they were promoting. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. Not recently. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I know they're working on 
a bunch of stuff yeah. right now. So yeah, it's one thing. Um, this seems like more on uh, off air talk, but p- listeners seem to enjoy this kind of thing. Uh, David and I, uh, when you've been doing this for over 365 episodes, there's what? 371. Uh, yeah, this is 371. Yeah. So when you've been doing this for 371 weeks, uh, you come to realize like, man, we've had a lot of guests and we can either spend time getting new guests on the show or keeping up relationships with old guests. And it's just like, man, I like, uh, I like both of those options. And so, uh, you could do but some people, yeah, but you can't have every episode be a guest episode right. as we've come to find out right. some people uh, don't care for that. Oh um, really? They like you guys banter. Apparently so. Which is, which They're is like, uh, like the core group. Oh, I gotta yeah. say it's guys, a, I was a little bummed. I didn't get to be a part of the 2007 best of episode. Oh yeah. Oh. Sorry. You know, I saw cause I was part of that 1999 one. I felt very proud yeah. of that. And I'll tell you also every now and then I stumble on a 99 movie. I'm like, we didn't talk about that one. And I get really like frustrated. Yeah. You know? Such is the nature of 1999. Too big. There's always too more. Big, but 07. I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, you guys probably you touched them all, on them all, right? You I got through so. everything. No, so. we didn't. You didn't scratch the surface. Well, our uh, our um, format was a little bit different. Like oh, we didn't want it to be. It still wound up being two hours and fifty minutes, which was a solid right. hour shy I think ours of ours. Was three hours. Then, three, then. three hours and fifty minutes. Yeah, Did you see the comments? Hours, People yeah. were like, "I loved it. More like this. This is great." Yeah, not quite then, sure yeah, what you, voice you're doing, but that's the voice of the commenters, the international <laughs> commenter voice. Um, but people, you know, we we've toyed with uh, doing more yearly things, and so uh, we will keep you in mind for that. Oh yeah, so very. But exciting. I tell you, the only ones I'm a real expert on were '99 and '07. Sorry, about 94, that. Those are the two. 94, I think I could. 94 a, is a I good year. We're going for the money with a 94. 97 even could. 97 is a good year. 97, yes. but I would say, yeah, if you look down, you might say, I think maybe the, yeah, the past 20 years, somewhere in there, 99, 07, 94, 97. Yeah. 2005 is not bad, but there's really. What were your favorites of 05? <sighs> History of Violence, okay. uh, Munich. Okay. I really like Capote. Okay. Um, okay. This is 05? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Can I tell you while we're on the topic? Sure. When I broke my wrist, since I broke my wrist and I was indisposed, wasn't able to do thing, so things, you know, I really knocked a bunch of movies out. I probably watched about 35 movies. Oh, my gosh. In the past in the past month. C-E-D. C-E-D. Not C-O-R. We stalled. C-E-D. Do you see how we stalled? Holy fuck. That we are broadcasters I thought, stalling, I, stretch for time while we do this research. Old-fashioned, could you, this is in black and white, and they're like, we need more time to find it out. And then here we are. So tell me about the 07 episode. I thought like, I thought we were having a real conversation, but apparently not. No, I, I actually forgot that he was looking it up. I thought it was <laughs> you real. You thought too. I was just being rude here? Just like letting you guys <laughs> I talk thought while I looked no, it up? No, I thought I was so focused <sighs> on my conversation with Tyler, I wasn't even paying attention to you, David. Nice tie. Oh, thank you. Actually, my brother gave me this tie. It's a tweed pattern tie, right? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know what the pattern is actually called. It looks like one of them... It's not like houndstooth, but it's similar. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I got that from my brother. I hate to All say right. we should probably we should uh, get into it. Well, how about this? So you've seen 35 movies in the yeah. last month. Yeah. So more than one movie a day, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I, there were a few days where I didn't watch them, but there were some days where I watched like four or five in a row. Oh, okay. I mean, it was, uh, what are painkillers sitting on a couch doing nothing, but... Oh, my. You know... What are what are three of the thirty five that really jump out you at the you? Stars, the ones that I put stars by. That okay, I'm like, okay. 
I watched a really cool one called 14 Hours, which was a movie about a guy standing on a ledge. It was like a noir era movie, but it's not oh, like you're, you're thinking more. of Man on a Ledge. That's a different movie. No, I don't know. Is that a movie? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, a French movie, right? It, no, no, it's. A, I'm thinking of Man on a Bridge. Then you're I'm, thinking of Man on Wire. But on uh, wire. you might be thinking of the Girl what, on the Bridge. Girl on the Bridge. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, Man on, on. I don't know. Man on a Ledge is apparently just a terrible movie with oh. um, the Avatar guy, Sam Sam Worthington. Worthington. Is this a new one? Newish. It's, Four years old? Oh, I didn't oh, watch that. Maybe not even. No, this one was from like 1951. Two, two or three years old. Okay. And it's uh, got Richard Bayshart, I think, and uh, directed by Henry Hathaway, who did a bunch of uh, westerns for John Wayne. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, really interesting, and the guys on the... Well, I'll just list them off. You can do, look them up. I watched it. I saw a good one at the Egyptian called And Hope to Die, starring Jean-Louis Trinian, however you say his name. Sure. Uh, the one of the best ones was the Bogart's final movie, The Harder They Fall. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd never seen it. I never seen yeah. it. That's with uh, Rod Steiger's in that, right? Yeah. yeah, I watched a shit ton of Rod Steiger movies. Nothing Somehow wrong with that. I just watched a bunch, and then I watched uh, um, this one. I watched Blue Sunshine. I thought that was really good. I don't know that one. Where it's uh, a bunch of people in the late seventies um, start freaking out and like go bald and kill people, hmm. and it's because of an LSD they took ten years earlier. Nice. It has this like effect ten years later. Um, and then I watched, uh, 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 what else? There was one other, oh, something else. I watched it on YouTube when Mickey Rooney died. All these people posted about how great he was in this Playhouse 90, uh, teleplay called The Comedian. Hmm. Um, and I watched it and it was a real grand, grand slam performance. I really? oh, nice. Well, I had no idea he was such a good actor. Interesting. So if you do any mem- memoriam of Mickey Rooney, uh, Check out The Comedian. And John Frankenheimer directed it. Too. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. So those were the biggest bestests. But I watched a ton of uh, Bogart, and I watched a ton of Rod Steiger. So, All right. Um, I so you know. don't have time these days to watch anything but the new movies that we see right. to review for the site. Um, but I do – I'm still – it's been a couple months, but I'm still telling people to watch Grand Piano. I saw Grand Piano, too. I really like so it. Good. I went and saw it in the theater. Yeah. I, 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 that's – I'm really sad that, like, a movie like that is made and comes out – and it's like, so it's like a fun, like, cheesy De Palma or uh, Argento. And it's like, it has big actors in it. What's it take to get a, yeah, a movie house know. full with a movie like this? Yeah. It was, I it saw it at really the good. Sundance Five, and uh, I was like, there was me and like three other people. And it's like, what's the, you know, it, who are we fooling here? The movie, movie going's dead. Yeah. By the way, that reminds me, I was going to say about your VHS room. Uh, we were just at WonderCon, and at the Magnet releasing booth, they're putting out. The movie VHS two uh-huh. in a Blu-ray DVD VHS like triple format release. Did uh, they have they? Is there a three that's coming out? Or? I don't know if there is. I haven't seen an announcement for it. But uh-huh. There are people who follow horror more who might know more than I do. Uh-huh. Uh, also, okay, new, the new Jim Jarmusch movie is really great. Oh yeah, I want to see that. And then I saw um, Under the Skin. I haven't seen it yet. I was really into it. I was actually really scared. In the third act, it got a little confusing narratively for me, and I feel like not in like a ooh a cool artistic way. Like in a way, I was like, oh, I wish that were a little more clear. But then in the end, I was like, pretty good ending. But but you know, it was it was uh, the the somewhere in that third act got a little mud- muddied for me, and then it kind of picked itself up, but didn't really justify. Uh, there's a there's then, a movie. Oh, sorry. You well, go. yeah. There's something I've been really wanting to recommend to people. It'll be out. 
It's coming out into, in Los Angeles this weekend. I feel like it hasn't gotten a lot of buzz. It's really, really great. A British thriller called Last Passenger uh-huh. with Doug Ray Scott and Lindsay Duncan. Is Remember in, when Doug Ray Scott was in everything? Yeah, yeah, there was a brief period. There was a, there was a short time when he was going to play Wolverine in the X-Men movies. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Um, wow. And then uh, Jackman beat him out, huh? Yeah, there was a scheduling conflict between Mission Impossible 2 and right. Doug Ray Scott wound up doing that. Wow. And Hugh Jackman got the well, part. Well, Last Passenger is a really cool sort of it feels like kind of a 70s throwback type of thriller um that uh, is just a but some people stuck on a train that is six people stuck on a train that is not stopping and they can't find anyone who works in the train and the person driving the train is not the conductor Um, like a rod sterling sort of a thing no it's not supernatural um oh it's uh, what's going on here i don't think that's a spoiler no it's but it's uh it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's sort of a slow burn at first, just getting to know the characters, and there's some hints that something's not right. Yeah, and then maybe like thirty forty minutes in, it really like kicks in, and then right. it's just a tense, wild ride for the last hour. It's a yeah. really really cool movie. Yeah, so that's called Last Passenger. I uh, I want to recommend that to people. I like a premise where it's like, what's going on? Yeah, what's happening? Well, how are we going to find out? Yeah. Uh, there's a, let's see. For me, uh, I haven't seen a lot of like small like lesser known movies there's a movie that i really liked called uh la weekend but that's that's a little older now that's with uh jim broadbent Lindsay uh-huh. duncan uh-huh. and a both of the both of whom are wonderful but right. uh i'll tell you who's amazing in it is jeff goldblum who is doing kind of his usual thing but finding a lot of stuff underneath that he i, I been, think is great it, he hasn't really been given seem like the opportunity to do interesting stuff in a while it's it's definitely a supporting role he's, he's choosing not to or what but I think I don't know. It's, well, you like the uh, Paul Schrader movie he did, right? Oh, Adam Resurrected. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, that. I, I love that. Movie. I never saw that one. I love it, uh, and he's amazing in it. I think it's maybe his best his best performance. Although the fly is up there, but um, and then there's a movie. Oh shoot, hang on, it doesn't come out yet. Okay, so can I say even in one sentence what I think of it? It uh, depends on what the movie is. It's the double directed by Richard A. Yeah, Awadi. That's, yeah. There's no embargo on the double. Oh, okay. Uh, Richard A. Awadi directed a movie called The Double, which is uh, adapted from a Dostoevsky uh, story, and uh, it's got Jesse Eisenberg in it, and it is pretty great. It's a really wonderful visual uh, style uh, that is owes a lot to Brazil and David Fincher and. And it just, it's very, very dark, but also quite funny at times, but the kind of funny where it's like, oh man, you are, you are, you are extracting the laughter from me because these are not easy laughs. It Uh is, it's the kind of laughter where you kind of choke on it a little bit Uh and it's really surreal and creepy and it's a great, great performance by uh, Eisenberg too. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't there another movie by the guy who made Prisoners that's also like with Jake Gyllenhaal? That's yeah, a movie? it's called Enemy. I didn't like it. I thought it was oh. a snooze. But I'm, I'm in the minority. It has good Yeah, a lot of people overall. are, a lot of people now, are flipping I over it. I saw the trailer. I didn't even watch. I saw the trailer for that movie Submarine that Aowati made. Oh, yeah. It looks like a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's, now, that, that, might be a, that might be a bridge to, you don't want to burn. That's, I could that'd be a good note for, note for us to get into the movie. But it looked like a big... I'm happy to burn it. Burn it, baby. So, speaking Submarine, of, it looked like crap. Looks like... Speaking of the X-Men. I know who Godard is. How does everyone feel about X-Men Days of Future Past? You know, I haven't seen any of those X-Men's except for like X-Men 1 and 2. And oh, I saw Wolverine. The, the I saw the one Wolverine Origins, the one with Liev Schreiber. Okay. I'm behind, but I'll see, see about it. As many as I have, I'll uh, see it. 
I was kind of iffy about it because I haven't been a big fan of the X-Men movies since uh-huh. uh, the second one, really. Uh-huh. And um, I wasn't too thrilled with it. And then at WonderCon this last weekend, uh, we saw an extended clip uh, that apparently they had shown before. Uh, I think I read that somewhere. Anyway. And, I have um, seen it before. They're mixing and matching the actors from all the movies, huh? Yeah. I like that. It's a time travel storyline. And also, I appreciate... I don't want to be somebody who just said, who's... Like, just a sucker for the word dark. Like, oh, they're going really dark. Like, that doesn't matter, really, unless it's, you know, like, if it's good, then that's great. But, uh, they tried to but go they're dark going, with all of them, right? Or what? They didn't go dark not, with any of them? Not, uh, well, they, it's, it's, it's a little darker, but like, to, like, thi- to like this dark extent. Dark Knight dark? Is that what they mean by dark? Like, like Dark Knight was dark. Like, major dark. characters that you are invested in dying. Ooh. Like, in, in some ways, in a very disturbing way. Well, but it's for time me. travel. They can get them back. Uh, that's the, that's idea, the idea, yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's like in showing a bleak future, uh-huh. like it's bleak. What's like the title in Days of Future Past? Yeah. Right. Which Wasn't is based on. the last t- one called that? No, the last one was called. Well, the last one was The Wolverine. And but before what, that, what about before that? X Men First Class. Oh, First Class. That's the one with Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence and yeah. McAvoy. Yeah. 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 And then now, so all the First Class. Ca- and that was a hit. People were, everyone, everyone was telling me. Because I was like, what's Michael Fassbender's big deal? Like, aside from the handful of them like, I haven't seen, I was like, what's the big deal? And they're like, oh, you got to see the X-Men one. And I was like, oh, I don't want He is very good in it. I, that's I what I heard. Well, I didn't love the movie my, that much. But. That's my thing about that movie is that the part of it that is the Magneto backstory with Ma- Michael Fassbender is really good. Yeah, he and Kevin the, Bacon have, like, some of the best scenes. Yeah, but the whole other part of it that's, like, you know. And who directed that one? Mutant Breakfast Club. Is Matthew Vaughn, I believe. Uh, what else did yeah. he make? Kick ass, your favorite movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think layer cake. Shit layer cake. ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Drek ass. Is uh, anyone um, interested in a million ways to die in the West? The new oh, Seth MacFarlane. I'm. I'm not historically a huge fan of Seth MacFarlane, but I kind of like the idea of a Western comedy, um, especially like with his sensibility. I think it could be. Uh, What's his sensibility? A little, I haven't seen much of his stuff. Just a certain kind of. Uh, for lack of a better term, almost like a joke machine kind of thing, just like cranking out jokes. I tend not to like them very much, but because it's a Western setting, it could be good. It could have a, a obviously it's not going to be this, but it could have a Blazing Saddles kind of quality yes. to it. Or it could wind up uh, like Lightning Jack. Right. Which so, I saw in the theater. As did I. Because <laughs> well, um, they promoted it well. They did a good yeah. job promoting it to us. Uh, it spoke to us, I guess. Um now I uh, well here's the thing that I have to say about that uh, the trailer which I saw that it, it's something like you know um, it, it's something like uh, it, you think like ooh visually this looks good and they're, they've it's got all these big actors and I like this western stuff it seems like it's having fun and then it just cuts away to like uh tell me that's not a horse trough uh tell me that's not a whip uh what. A cowgirl? You know, like, it's just all this, like... Uh, it should be noted I have not seen the, uh, the trailer, and my opinion might change completely. Oh, well, that's what it's like. It, it just seems like... It's just hard for my, me to wrap my brain around a premise where a guy... It's in a Western, and I think it's just like, you know, you want them to commit to it, but this guy just keeps going, like... And a check, please. You know, uh, all the, you know, it's just all these things that's like... Come on! Uh, in this very modern vernacular, yeah, you know, uh, don't look at that there. That wasn't supposed to be there, or whatever. I can't remember the jokes, but it, that's kind of what it, what it's the like. general tone. Yeah, David, what do you th- what do you what do you think about this? Uh, based on I haven't seen the the trailer either, but based on the thing I read in Entertainment Weekly, I kind of feel about 
uh, I feel like Josh is giving uh, the impression, give me the impression, give me the impression that my impression was correct. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> it's Blazing Saddles, it is not. But he compares it a lot to Blazing Saddles and the idea that. It's um, Western and it's comedy. But th- that, that um, uh, Gene Wilder and I forget his name now. Uh, Cleveland Little? Cleveland Little, yes. Um, were playing, they weren't playing the characters as if they were from the 18-whatevers. They right. were playing them modern for the time. Yeah, like a 70s character. Yeah, and yeah. so that's his idea is to play modern, but to have no overt references that are anachronistic. Uh-huh. Just his his attitude toward the world is right. modern. You know a movie I haven't seen since I was a kid and really liked? Not kid, sorry. Probably teenager, but really liked at the time. And I was thinking about it today, oddly enough. Silverado. Uh, Maverick. Oh. I like Silverado it. stands up. I saw that in college. I saw Maverick in the theater. My parents walked out. I didn't want to see it. They walked out. I stayed. I <laughs> enjoyed to walk home. No, I think they picked me up or something. I was like, did they like, go to the arcade and put that ball? We hate this. We're gonna go. Come on, Josh. And I yeah, go, I want to stay. They they snuck into <laughs> a, a troll in Central Park or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, does. I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I think back on certain jokes, I was like. I remember thinking, like, oh, that's a good joke. I like that. I think it works. I don't know. When's the last time you saw I Maverick? Remember. I used to see it on TV all the time, too. But I don't know. Richard Donner, Mel Gibson, yeah. James Gardner having a good time. Here comes a sneeze. Okay. <laughs> I will use that very clean break to move on to... Man, uh, I... I, I I don't want to get the impression or get get the reputation that we ha- already have for being very negative on these certain movie preview episodes. Why not? But I can't get excited about any of these movies. So the next one is The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Boring. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, the one thing I am excited about. Actually, I did see a picture of Jamie Fox, and I was like, "That's kind of neat." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm excited. I don't know. You know. I'm excited for Dane DeHaan. I like him as an actor. Uh-huh. And What's I think- his deal? I haven't seen his his showcase. I'm just like uh, mini miniature Leo DiCaprio, and that's his thing. He kind of has that. That's his thing. I saw him in Chronicle. I saw him in The Place Beyond the Pines, and then you saw him on In Treatment. You thought he was. He was great. on In Treatment. He was also in the. Um, I'm drawing a blank now on what it was called. The John Sayles movie that takes place in the Philippines mm-hmm. during the that's war. That's a period piece. Uh, it's like kind of poor. Yeah, it's like 1915. It's like too bright or too real digital looking or something. I saw the trailer. I guess you're right. Um, but what is the name of that? I don't remember. Movie? Is it is like Chris a bat- Cooper's in it? I like Chris Cooper. Oh, oh well. Lone know. Star? It's not Lone Star. No, it's, it's more recent. It's like new. It's, it's like, like three, two, it's two like years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I, DeHaan, I like what's him. What's his but, thing? If you had to describe, what's Dane DeHaan's thing? What if you? What would you? How would you say that? What does he bring to the role? Intensity. He's intense, huh? He's one of those. The little guy's <laughs> intense, is what you're saying. Yeah, I he's, think. And I think he's playing against his physical. Like he's he's a handsome young man, but he's handsome in the way that I think like uh, young girls like, like Tiger Beat, handsome. Uh-huh. And I think he is playing against that with the intensity and with the, like, uh-huh. being yeah. anguished a lot. Uh-huh. But I, 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 it's not like, like I'm being dismissive. He's tired. You look he's tired, very good at Dane. It. Dane, can, are you having trouble sleeping, Dane? You look, you look tired. Well, you, you know what else he was in? What? Is the Metallica movie, Through the Never, which oh, I yeah. didn't see. Oh. But he's the lead in that Through the movie. Never was, I don't know about this movie. Oh, they made a 3D movie that is both... A concert film and oh, yeah. an apocalypse-like horror film. Wow. And no one talked about it, really? It, I, I talked about it a lot leading up to it, and then 
no one saw it. Like I didn't even think a lot of Metallica fans saw it. It did really, right. really poorly. I think they lost a lot of money on it because oh. they. I think they financed it largely on their own. Poor Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they land on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, guys I, best. I hope they don't have to make another therapy movie. <laughs> I still like. I make fun of the therapy movie, and I make. I fun saw of it and liked it. Everything. It's funny, it's but funny. I still like Metallica. Like I, I like still good Metallica. I don't really. Did you like? You didn't like any of Death Magnetic from like was that two thousand seven, two thousand eight? I tried, and I. Just I thought think, there was some good stuff on there. I'm trying to think what they're. I don't like like the load and reload years. Uh-huh. That's not good stuff. Saint Anger, which is I yeah, guess yeah, Saint Anger. I can't a, remember Death Magnetic, but Saint Anger is mad or whatever. Yeah, but Death Magnetic, I feel like they, uh, in some ways, it seems like they're trying too hard to go back to like the. I feel like they're trying too hard to go stuff. back to their roots, but also they're resisting it. They won't just make a classic metal album. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like we still got a show where we can't we can't repeat ourselves. It's like if you just make a metal album, you probably won't be repeating yourself. I don't know. I'm not gonna go right, give but Tom the, Metallica what to do. But. The kind of like thrash metal that they made that was huge at that time is no longer that commercial at all. You know, but since when does Metallica care about commercial? Or they're one of they the biggest bands in the world. And but why I think, do they need to be commercial? I wonder. I don't think they need to. I just I just wonder if maybe sure they think. I think they think. This is me projecting, but I think maybe they think they reached a certain spot, and to go back to something that is now a niche uh-huh. would be like a regression in their career. Right. That's the impression I get. Right. Obviously, me I, too. So that when, I'm not when their they therapist. Try to make metal, when they try to make something metal, they can't make it like sound like '80s thrash metal. Right. They've got to be like, well, we got to use the best technology. We got. Right. We got to right. make it. You know, we got to get the best recording equipment and all that stuff. It's almost profound how little I give a shit about Metallica. Um, <laughs> but what I will say is, uh, I did not like the first Spider-Man. I thought it had its moments. I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have a nice chemistry. I like Dennis Leary, I but think, that, the, its treatment of its villain was terrible. Yeah, that's the. Pro- I, I'll, I'll repeat what I said two years ago about the Amazing Spider-Man. I think the first act is great, mm-hmm. and I think sacrilegious though it may be to fans, I think that maybe he that part of the origin story was handled even better than Sam Raimi's first film. I, agree. I think, uh, and then it goes off the rails by being just really uh, like I, I mean, it would almost be better if it were more by the numbers. The problem is that it doesn't even like connect those dots of being the formula. It just skips ahead to the stuff it wants to do with the the you know you have a sympathetic guy played by Reese Fonz and then from one scene to the next he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a mega villain and well, you don't see his progression I'll repeat what I what I've said many times on these uh on these that that I I really just don't give a good goddamn about these comic book movies yeah I hate them I think I'm I don't over care. The, I, I like the Avengers I don't care about any of them. The they're Avengers all are probably just, the last. They're one all I just crap to me. They're all just big, expensive wastes. I would t- I would love to have like four little movies for the price of four little interesting movies for the price of, uh, or you know, four little movies of different with different genres. You know, put okay. a star in any of them. Well, you know. Well, first off, anybody interested? I in... I did like Sam Raimi's Spider Man Two. Yeah, that's one of the good ones. That's a good one. Uh, I didn't like the other ones. Anybody excited for Million Dollar Arm? Sure, why not? Wait, who directed that? That's the John Craig, Hamm movie. Craig Gillespie. Oh, Craig Gillespie. Mr. Woodcock. But also... Uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Shoot. Lars am and I, the Real Girl. Who am I thinking of? Lars and the Real Girl. That's, yeah. That's Lars and the Real Girl, right? I, I don't know. I Craig never Gillespie, saw that. Craig Gillespie, Lars is a Real Girl. That's what it's called. Yeah. So, speaking of big... Moving past Million Dollar Arm, because that's not really our yeah. thing here. Uh, how do you, are you excited for Godzilla? 
the no. remake. No. Have you seen the trailer? The trailer. No. Should I, I be excited about it by the trailer? I am exactly the kind of person who is Take not excited about this kind of movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I was, you know, I did not care for Pacific Rim at all. I uh-huh. thought it was terrible. What about Godzilla? 1998. 1998. That was Matthew Broderick? Or are you talking about Godzilla 2000? Both of them. I never saw Godzilla 2000. I did. It was delightful. Especially because they had a surprising number of Doctor Strangelove references. Oh. Uh, It's Japanese, right? Yeah. And then 98 is just what? It's just like Independence Day or something? It's Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That was was terrible. Um, This... Okay. Was there a the, nice environmental message in it, though? That's what I'm getting. Uh, in this one, because the 1954, the original Godzilla, was very much, you know. Post-World War II. And, like, yeah, uh, the post, a, a country that had been atomic bombed. Yeah. Twice. Um, and so it was really, it had a, it has a heaviness to it, right? Mm-hmm. And a real sense of fear uh, and, and, and angst in the people. And I think... Uh, this one, and we saw Gareth Edwards talk about it at WonderCon this past oh, week. Oh, Gareth Edwards directed it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he made a monster. Monsters, yeah. which okay. I liked a lot. Yeah, okay. me too. Yeah, I um, liked that one. He's also talking about the environment, and basically the, the metaphor here is not the atomic bomb. It's about um, we've essentially mistreated Earth so much that it's going to rise up and shake us off. I think I think shake us off is his term that he yes. used. Uh, and that's the idea behind it, that it, there is a... And so the the both the footage we saw at WonderCon and the trailer in general, no. uh, it's a don't they don't they're not, they don't have the joke the jokiness of Roland Emmerich's movie or the or the sheen. It feels like it's going to be like sad and scary. Yeah, oh. and it's it does have a, a distinct like uh, chickens coming home to roost uh, vibe to it. And mm-hmm. also, just at WonderCon, we also saw an extended uh, sequence that was very effective. And I will say. And I felt this with Monsters as well. Like, Gareth Edwards has a very strong sense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a big Jaws fan, because he has a very strong sense of how to reveal things. You know, he not, hates Jaws, because most people hate that movie. What was that? <laughs> I bet he hates Jaws. Well, I'm just saying, like, if he would, I bet he, cite, he, he would cite that as an influence right. on his Here, work. Here's what I'll say. I, I'm glad you brought up that sequence that we saw, and I'm glad you brought up Jaws, because I think the difference between Roland Emmerich's movie and the sequence that we saw of Gareth Edwards' movie at WonderCon is two different ideas of what Spielbergian filmmaking is. Yeah. I think Roland Emmerich's movie is a very superficial idea of what, of what Jurassic Park was or why people go to see Steven Spielberg movies in terms of like the spectacle and stuff yeah. like that. And I think Gareth Edwards, based on what we saw at WonderCon, uh, actually gets um, a lot of the pathos, which is the real reason that we yeah. like Steven Spielberg so much. Yeah, you there's, know, there's a, a sense bit of... with the dog in the yeah. Godzilla footage that, I, that felt very Spielberg to me. Yeah, there's a sense of... Even even in movies like Jurassic Park and and Jaws, where the these monsters are trying to kill people, so there's it's scary. There's still a sense of awe and wonder, and I feel like Godzilla has that. Uh, so I'm very excited to see. Me too. It. Me too. So it does. So is it take place in the states or does it take place in Japan? I think both. Because I mean, the sequence that we saw was in Hawaii. Was in Hawaii. That's right. Okay. Uh-huh. So it takes. But then there the, are also the mixture shots. of the two. It doesn't uh, it doesn't? I haven't seen a lot of the original Godzillas or m- many many of those big kind of you know uh, Gadira moth uh, moth lady all those things. I haven't seen all those big goofy monster movies. Right. I, do I, I do, just do a lot of times they just step right off of the into the ocean from Japan and walk over to the United States. I don't I think know. I that how... happens in some of them. They just like, because there's scenes of them just walking in the ocean, you know, and then they just step right off one country and like walk to another continent. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. I don't They're know. that big. In Paci- that's how it worked in Pacific Rim. Uh, although, did you see Pacific Rim? No. 
It doesn't make All any sense. All my friends went and thought without me. It doesn't make any sense because the idea is that where they're coming through because they're aliens. I don't know if you know. There's like a portal underwater. That's where they're in the uh. Pacific Rim. Uh, where they're coming through is somewhere in the Pacific, and so they're anything that's on the Pacific Rim, be it you know from Alaska down to you know Cancun and wait, is Cancun on the Pacific Rim? <laughs> I don't know my yeah. geography. This battleship yeah. pretension, not uh, battleship geography. Right. And then all, all you know, uh, and then. Australia and then you know the the Asian countries that it's somewhere in there. Yeah. But then the movie once they get to God, I forget I forget now if it is it did you saw the movie? No. Oh, okay. So whatever city they're in, like I think it's Hong Kong maybe. Once they get there, then it seems like oh the portal's like half a mile off the shore of Hong Kong. Why weren't like I, yeah? It seems like sense. Hong Kong should not exist <laughs> yeah. if it's so close. I was uh, so confused watching Pacific Rim. They. Sh- I wish that it was a bit more specific, Rim. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's a good one, right? Okay. Yeah, you, you should use that in the future. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> um, see it first. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Last time you were on the show, um, when we had uh, Rachel Goldenberg, Goldenberg. Um, we were talking about the Asylum movies, and we were trying to figure out if they were if we could pitch a Pacific Rim knockoff, and they made one. Yeah, Atlantic what Rim was it called Atlantic Rim. Atla- really? <laughs> yes, Atlantic Rim. I don't know if it was any which good. is so, not a on, phrase. Guys, let's not speak. Things people say. No yeah. need to stretch. All right. Um, <laughs> you need to stretch too far. Cold in July. I don't know much about it. No, what's that? It. It's got who's, a good cat. Who's Mike, directed? Michael C. Hall, Sam Shepard, and Don Johnson. Directed by Jim, oh, Jim Mickle. Jim Mickle. I saw the trailer for that. It looks really good. Like okay. a nice, a good Southern discomfort movie. Oh, uh, I love those. You know, and uh, it looks like well shot. And um, Michael C. Hall, Dexter, has like a kind of a mullet, but doesn't look like an ironic mullet. It just looks like I bought, buy this character with that mullet. Uh, Jim Mickle, he made two other indie movies, uh, something like Steak, something or not Steak, like Eat It Steak, like What's at Steak? But steak like, Land? Steak Land. That was him? And then he made something else, I can't remember the title, but uh, I haven't seen either of them, but I hear he's a good filmmaker. Hmm. And this one looks pretty good. It does look interesting, yeah. Steak yeah. Land okay, is so on. So is this getting an actual release, or is this like, here's my problem with today, I'm an old man. Okay. Uh, movies don't come out. Anymore, they go to VOD. Yeah, I can't go see a movie in the theater if I like. Get, if I like the escapism of going to see, I don't want to sit in my apartment like everyone else seems to want to do. I don't want to, you know, on demand every goddamn thing. Why does it have to come out the day it goes or a month before it goes in the theater? Like you were you, apparently your big grand piano defender. I saw Grand Piano at the theater. I was the only one in there. That's a movie that begs to be seen with an audience. You I know. I agree with you, but I am also someone who has no problem with watching stuff at home, and I also well, know that. Well, neither do I, but I want to go to the movies to see a new movie. You know, I don't I, need to. I can watch Turner Classics at home. You know, I understand that, but uh, and I definitely understand wanting to watch movies. You know, I'm so glad if that they I take saw. It away, what if all movie theaters closed down? Then how would you feel? I know. I'm so glad that I saw your next uh, in a movie theater. That's mm-hmm. a great theater experience. For uh huh, um, cheap thrills. You like cheap thrills? I, I didn't see it yet. He's did not. you like it? Uh, I did, but unfortunately, I watched it. Here, because uh, uh, we got on an online screener but, to review, but I did watch it with my wife, right? And that was its own little pleasure because right. she's a she's like twenty five audience members rolled into one person, <laughs> right? And uh, it works out very well. So, but that's a movie. Another example that just demands to be seen with an audience. You know? here, but the trade off is uh, the the way the market is now. If if we didn't have VOD as an option, these little movies like Grand Piano and Cheap Thrills and Your Next might not get made at all we you know right we won't be able to see them at all i guess it just makes me wonder like yeah but the is it is it chicken or the egg is it like that because the market is like that and then the mark you know what i'm saying or like if there were some sort of a thing set up where these little movies 
could find distribution into movie chains and then make it to VOD, would 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 they find audiences? Would they bring? Would people come out to see them? Or if a little movie like this were made by a studio and a studio marketed a little movie, would would a little movie do well? I mean, nowadays you don't even. Hear I, about, I agree with that. I think that you um, don't even hear about a Sundance movie getting picked up by a studio and doing that. Like, like yeah. could a Blair Witch ever even happen today? Or could a My Fat Greek Wedding happen today? You yeah, know? I, I, I they agree would with just that. Vod I, it. You know? I, I wish that the studios would not just make this handful of tent poles every year. I wish they would make these smaller movies and, you know, you pay less than you're paying to make. Yeah, if you, you make know. a $10 million movie and then you put 20 or $30 million into, like, uh, advertising or marketing. You're still you could way be, less than you, what you paid for the X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, and you could potentially, if it's got, if it's marketable at all, like, you could ostensibly get enough people seeing it that yeah. you would more than make your money back. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I guess they I just bank on those big fat numbers, you know. But I think the problem, is, you know, we are the exception. The the movie fans like us. I think what has happened is that. Well, we're mo- the exception uh, because we know about it. You know, other people are just but like, no, "What's let, coming out? What's new?" I think what's happened is that increasingly, movie theaters are a place for the big dumb entertainment and the sort of smarter, even smarter genre entertainment or more you know, cultured entertainment is happening on TV. I think, you know, uh, discerning film watchers and consumers are expect are, are getting so used to the best things that they watch being Mad Men or Breaking right. Bad or Game of Thrones. Or but that still all these doesn't seem like an that, excuse that, for like a movie. Like, so what are you just saying? Sorry, Grand Piano. Sorry, talented filmmakers who like De Palma or whatever. Right. You got to make a TV show. You gotta make. You gotta do a TV. You got your movies. Your little movie isn't gonna be seen by a big audience in the movie theater who are gonna be cheering like, "Wasn't that a crazy cool movie? Look how stylish that was!" You know, I am with. I don't watch TV that much. Maybe it's a cycle. Maybe it'll come back around. Maybe hopefully. Josh, do you watch Hannibal? Nope, it's good. It's great. I don't watch most TV shows. I'm like super behind. I think I think you would like Hannibal quite a bit. Sorry, we should move on. Yeah, I don't know about this movie, Bell. um, Bell, what's that? Who's in it? I don't know. We're moving on. Why? Because Um, it's VOD. They're just uh, gonna VOD. No, because we don't have enough time. Uh, (laughs) Neighbors. I have. Who cares? Move on. I don't know if I can talk about. Who cares? Move on. Okay, let's move on past Neighbors. If we don't get Bell, who cares about Neighbors? Okay. um, Is that that'll be the trade off? Yeah. No Bell. Neighbors go to hell. Okay, tracks. Have you heard of tracks? Who's in it? What's it uh, about? Mia Vashikovska. It's based on a true story of a Never woman heard of in the 1970s who okay, like walked, the 70s. Like walked across Australia. Oh, that's about Forrest Gump? Um, yeah, but Australia Australian and Forrest a woman. Gump? And a woman? Yeah, and um, not you know, disabled. Or, oh, she's disabled. Uh, no. Oh, she's not disabled. Yeah, he had... You it's know, like my left foot. No, she's not disabled. <laughs> she's just Australian. It's Australian. Um, <laughs> It's now, when you do, do you just pick words from the sentence? Yeah, or do you listen to the whole sentence? Disabled foot walk. Got okay. it. <laughs> All right. Our so house. It sounds interesting because I, it? I uh, John Curran. I don't know who that is. No, I don't. Um, he made a movie called Stone. I don't know what that's called. What Stone. That that's the one with uh, not with the Family the, Stone. No, that's the one with uh, Edward, Edward Norton, Norton and uh, De Niro yeah. and uh, Mila Jovovich. Which the trailer looked like so stupid, but that I heard was actually kind of interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is Edward Norton is like a thug. He's like, you old thing, you won't give me my right. I won't give me my right. And he has like cornrows, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm stoned and I'm, you, are, you are a bad oh, man. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, this has Mia Vajikovska, who I love, and uh, Adam Driver, who's uh, cool. People like him. Oh, he get, he's going to be in everything, huh? He's, yeah, he's he a is star. In He's our future star. Yeah. Um, Palo Alto, based who? on... Who? What? What's it about? Who directed who stars? It, uh, I don't have the name of the director here, but... Um, who star? It's... It stars. Oh, it's directed by Gia Coppola. So, oh, oh, I saw a trailer for that. It's interesting. and it stars it James Franco. It's based on his novel or his he short stories. Book? Okay, and he's he's in it. And uh, Gia Coppola is the niece of. Uh, no, no, Francis granddaughter, granddaughter of Francis. Yes, and this daughter of Jean Carlo, who died in a boating accident. Oh, Ryan O'Neill's son oh, accidentally killed. Right. Um, oh my! And also Bummer, Emma Roberts. Right? Uh, I'm a big fan of Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts as well. Yes. Oh, I'll see it. It's a Coppola clan. They keep yeah. cra- they keep birthing out them movies. I'm very interested in, in, in Maleficent. I don't know. Am I the only? Oh, one? There, a trailer for that came out like a year ago, and then what happened? They didn't release it, or what? Was it bad? Or what's I don't know. Maybe story? that was just a teaser. That I was. Made. I don't remember. Maleficent. Uh, what was that? Maleficent. All right, one more time. Maleficent. Got it. Yeah. Maleficent. Oh, it's it's a magical creature Can from Doctor Seuss. <laughs> um. <laughs> I feel like vagina is going to come out of my mouth. The word vagina is somehow right. trying to say Maleficent. <laughs> Malfagent. Um, Gentent. With Maleficent, I I was interested like by the teaser, and I liked the idea yeah, of oh, like oh they're going with specifically like. Disney imagery, like in real life, I'm like, oh, I like that. And then the extended trailer came out. I was like, oh, good, armies fighting again. All right, uh, like I'm, CGI I'm, armies clashing. Yeah, boring. Exactly. Boring. I think what I'm hoping for is because I am. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> you just heard who cares about what David thinks. Uh, so, soldiers, who cares? CGI, as, who cares? As you, as you, uh, you know, the listeners know. I don't know if Josh knows. I'm a big defender of uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I thought oh, that was a really, I, I enjoyed that. I saw that. the theater and I was into some of it, and then I was like, boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, not having seen any trailers, I'm hoping there's for, a real. You got to admit, there's a real slaw, slag part in the Huntsman, Snow White and the Huntsman. There's a part Like once that, they get through the woods and they're in like... Yeah. I know what you're talking and, about. And, and the other bummer about the movie is like, they got like the greatest living character actors to play the dwarves <laughs> and no, you can't distinguish one from the other. No one, there's none of them. You know, Bob Hoskins retired after the movie. This is our last Bob Hoskins <laughs> performance who's an amazing actor Yeah, and this is what you get, him going, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm I'm a little It did it did have that vibe. It's like, all right, Snow White. I guess they've got the dwarves, but she's not going to make out with any dwarves. So what <laughs> yeah. can we do? The dwarves also, are ugly. I, yeah. I think there are eight of them. There's that's not seven dwarves. I think there are eight of them in the movie. Really? Yeah, it's oh, not geez. seven because they never called them the seven dwarves. Snow all White right. and the dwarves. Um, but uh, th- let's talk. Like, we're not here to talk about Snow White and the Huntsman. Right. I'm saying I'm hoping for something equally sort of. Uh, gothic and gloomy from Maleficent. Right. I guess if you're saying it's just, I hope so. It's I just think a it's CG clasher. Maybe that's how they're trying to sell it. It's going to wind up being, I, in my opinion. You know what? I could be wrong. I, there's always that possibility. It looks like it's just going to be freaking Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, where it's like who directed Maleficent? Uh, Robert Stromberg. I don't know who that well, is. I don't know what Mr. Stromberg made, but his last name sounds like a bit of like Stromboli. That's what I'm like, thinking. Oh, <laughs> Stromboli is good. Too. Maybe I'll go see that Stromboli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm excited for Chef. I'm hearing good things. Is and, that John Favreau? Yeah, and I like the idea of John Favreau returning to making a little bit, a little bitty movie. Yeah, is that going to get a big release, or is that just going to get an indie VOD? You got to uh, get your VOD. I think it might get a 
Especially yeah, VOD, release. don't when you see it, you just think stupid. Doesn't it seem like cheap? <laughs> don't you see it? And you're like, I'm a ki- I'm a kid who likes movies. I want to go to the movies. When you're coming this summer, see it on VOD. It just seems like VOD thinks like it sounds like straight to video or something like that. You know, and that sort of that sort of uh, but I, what, I think, what straight to video means to you. you but know? I don't I don't think that I think that that stigma it. has disappeared. It, well, maybe you work in movies, in, in film criticism, so you see movies all the time or something. But to me, I, I feel like... But I'm saying, I wonder... Uh, we're all in our 30s, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you ask a 24, 25-year-old... They won't even know what straight-to-video means. Or... or, or, or I won't even know what video means. What's video? Or if they think that it has any sort What's of... puberty? Stigma. Did I go through that? Stigma. <laughs> What's stigma? Is that that movie with... Uh, with Patricia Arquette, Arquette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't know that either. Also, a 1999 movie. Um, was it? Okay, yeah, I saw it in the theater. I, I agree with you, actually. I think with me. Uh, no, of course, of course not. Not, <laughs> not you. Um, I would never. Yeah, we're we're co-hosts. Come on, yeah. we got to back each other up. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I agree that people don't care straight to video doesn't mean anything anymore because that's not a market. Like that term was coined as like. Oh, these are the cheaper to make movies. Like they were kind of like that's B what it, movies. That's what it meant. Yeah. And the term B movie came from yeah, the, that's... from a drive-in. It was like, well, there's the there's the first movie, the one you're coming to see, and then stick around for the B movie. It's going to be a little sleazier or whatever. Right. You know, like we're showing the 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 B one. So I guess it's the same sort of thing, like straight to video. So what I'm saying is VOD just kind of strikes me as like straight to video. And I'm VOD. saying that's because, but it, but it's it not. Like that... It could be a prestige thing. Yeah, I think maybe it might be becoming that. that but it, that it sounds bad. I want to see only a movie to in the someone theater. our age who thinks of that of yes. not of not. So it sounds we, we bad think, to me. We think a movie not getting a theatrical release is, says something about its quality. But I'm saying you younger, think it, it says something about its quality? No, Ooh, it's good. It didn't get didn't get. No, shit. I'm saying we think no. that it says. Oh, bad oh, thing gotcha. because of because, because of, of how we grew up. up. But I'm saying a younger generation now, it might almost be like a oh, this is like. This is a cool like the like the music I would listen to when I was in like middle school and high school like you wouldn't find it on the radio you'd only find it on forcedexposure.com <laughs> I didn't have uh, uh I wasn't very internet savvy as a kid but um and that's what I'm saying it's like I wonder if now it has if it carries a little like cachet um, to be like mm. the cool VOD movie I guess I'm will be resistant to it probably for too long because I'm like in my brain a movie coming out in the theaters is still means that, that means oh it's successful, right? You but, know oh it's a it's a that's you saw it in the theaters. People went out to see it, but no one I don't think anyone goes out to see movies in the theaters anymore. Oh sure I mean, they lots do. Lots of people do. Captain America only only to see the Captain America. That's, yeah, to see the tent poles they go out. Yeah, or to yeah. see uh, God's Not Dead. That's a conversation for. But I time. wonder <laughs> if or God is real or whatever. Heaven, that's heaven, heaven is, is for real. Heaven is for real. Um, like boys in the hood, heaven yeah. is for real. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, and God's not dead is hanging in there. What's so. God's not dead? It's a Christian movie. It's terrible. So there's two Christian movies at the, at the top ten right now. I don't know if I thought God is heaven is for real is like a faith based film. Uh, kind of, but it's it's more mainstream. That's what I'm that. reading in the Hollywood oh, okay. Reporter. They're what like, about Noah? That's a faith based. Now here's another thing. <laughs> kind though. Of. Greg Kinnear also starred in a movie called Dear God. Right. Where he like writes a letter to God, right? Based on a true story. And then story. I don't know what heaven is for real is about, but um, but it, it's about something about like the kid saw God or something like that. Yeah, a kid had like a, a near death experience or something. And he comes yeah. back and he's like, "Y'all, heaven is not fucking around." He's like, <laughs> "Heaven he, is for he went real." Back to, he's like, "I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something." God answered a letter. 
<laughs> and then the, and then Kevin, Greg Kinnear is like, wait a second. That's a good Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Uh, for people like ourselves, if we... I'm are, we a, are we still talking about Chef? Huh? Oh, no. We moved <laughs> okay. on beyond, beyond that. Chef um, sounds boring. I'm, I'm excited for Wait, Chef. do you actually think it sounds boring? No, what's it about? Oh, okay. Uh, John Favreau plays... Is that guy a, who cooks? Yes, he's a chef, and I think he was like had a big restaurant. He lost his restaurant, so it's him like starting a food truck. And his ex-wife is played by Sofia Vergara. Okay, so it's a story about a human with a human experience, and he's got to work for what he wants, and he really he just loves to cook, and he guess he's just trying to make it in this world. Yeah, and it's probably a lot of gritty, handheld sure, chef sure. work. Yeah. You know, um, real cooking. You know, Jean Favreau le- learned to cook for the role. He's very c- committed. Now he acts it and directs it at the same time. That's right. He Good acts it. Favreau. He acts the hell out oh, of he it. Boys, he, he goes in there, he acts it. He acts it, he wrecks it, he, he also writes wrote it. it. He wrote it, he writes it, he acts it, directs it. You had a point to make, I think. I did. Uh, at the at the risk of uh, Josh blowing out our microphone, uh, the thing... Uh, the thing <laughs> panting at the chance. <laughs> the, uh, what am I going to get to yell about? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like to see things in the movie theaters as well, although at the same time, I also... And frustrated by modern audiences uh-huh. who don't who don't give a shit about the experience, but still will do it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I will say that what I when it's when a movie says it's coming out on VOD, of course it's it's usually a smaller film, and I just try to take the attitude. It's like if VOD, if if considering VOD is what allowed this film to get made at all, then I will view it as a good thing. Right. That's not the conversation I'm having. I'm more voicing obviously you want the little movies to find an audience how and in and, and today's by however means they get them I guess that's 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 what they're having to choose from. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm saying I wish that these little movies had the option of getting the exposure that the big movies get. Oh sure. As you we know? as we leaf through Entertainment Weekly, wouldn't it be nice if you know uh Chef gets the full page spread and then right. Spider Man uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, which everyone knows about anyway, right? Is under the, the also in May. Yeah, so, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be delightful? Okay. Yeah. Um, Blended is the new uh, Adam Sandler movie. So oh yeah. Who gives a shit? Okay. Who cares? That. Who cares? Um, decoding Annie Parker. Who, di- who directed Blended? Um, Frank Karachi. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh sort of guy. Oh, it's a Karachi joint. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Walk of Shame looks. I don't know if you've heard of oh, that. Oh, I saw the trailer. That's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I like El- I do like Elizabeth Banks. I like Elizabeth Banks. I like, um, I'm drawing a blank now on who's the guy in it. He was in Enchanted, and he's an X-Men. James, James Marsden. James I Marsden. like him a lot. Yeah, I'm a big fan I, of him. I, James Marsden's an interesting career. It's like he kind of, they try to sell him as like Pretty Boy or whatever yeah. for a while, and it didn't quite work. And then somehow it got, he, he, he just started doing these like character roles and he became yeah. like well, a character actor and, and then I think it kind of came back around. Eventually, I don't know, I, the first, Enchanted was the first time I remember really noticing, wow, this guy's really funny. Like, I don't think he was playing a lot of comedic roles before, but He's I think... He's good it, in Anchorman too. also. I didn't see it. But I, I think he has it. really good uh, I saw natural it I had comedic. this weird bump on my eye and, 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 and in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I had to go to the doctor to have him drain it and... Okay. Uh, and then I had to go back, and he had to do it again because it came back, and, and and he messed up, and I went, ah, and he goes, does that really hurt? And I was like, yes! <laughs> and I was like, you're shoving a razor in my eyeball. So anyway, oh. I was so, I felt like I had been tortured, and I okay. was like, so emotional from the pain, you know? Like, sometimes if you get some, like, some intense pain, you're and like... James Marsden helps so you. So I went to see Anchorman 2. I was like, hey, I go see a comedy <laughs> in the movie theater because I love movies, and movies are a great escape for I someone saw... tries to physically torture you, because like a non-caring doctor. 
see what these studios are doing to me. I don't. Um, I don't think I needed to hear the story about your eye being drained. You could have just said, "Hey, I saw that movie." It was uh, a rough day, and I saw the movie. It wasn't a great movie, but I was happy to go. I was like, "I'm going to go see the comedy, whatever the comedy is that's playing." You know? Okay. Anyway, I, James Marsden was good in, in his little. And scene. yeah, I saw him. I saw Enchanted in the theater, and also is he, he still, was. Is he in the new X Men? Is he in the new X Men coming out playing? Cyclops? I don't. I don't think so. I think. Why don't of, we get him? I think officially he's dead. Cyclops oh. is. I think he died in Last Stand. Okay. Oh, he did? They killed Cyclops? He was like one of the big ones in the video game, arcade game. Yeah, yeah they never weird. knew what to do with him, and then they killed him. Uh, but that's a, but then he became that. a comedic actor, and he's really, he was on... Uh, it seems like they should bring him back for... <laughs> oh, yeah, they can go back thing. in time. Yeah, go sure. grab him. Maybe grab they, him maybe they will. Stand. Brett yeah. Ratner killed him, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, he was on 30 Rock, uh, like yourself. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Oh, yeah, I loved working with him. <laughs> uh, the double we already talked about. Um, what are you skipping over? Um, Just name the names you're skipping over. Uh, Fed up, God's Pocket, Mom's Night Out. God's Pocket. That's the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie that John oh, Slatter did. Right, I watched the trailer. Right. It looks pretty good. It's full. It's a real acting movie. I want to see yeah. John um, Turturro, Christina the, Hendricks, The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. You guys don't want to talk about God's Pocket? Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Angriest Man in Brooklyn, that's a... Uh, Robin uh, Williams. Robin and Williams, and he's like, ha, I'm going to die. Ha, ooh, yeah, ooh, it's, I'm angry. Ooh, I want to find my son. I gotta find my wife. He's totally had 90 minutes to live, which I don't know. It's like set in real time or something you, like that. Now, you've been to a doctors for your eye or for your wrist. Uh-huh. You ever heard they anyone never give him 90 minutes to live? Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> no matter how bad you break your You're wrist. You're gonna die and. No, well, that's a promise. Uh, I got a movie. I got a picture. Guy got 90 minutes to live, and he's got to figure out what is my life all about. Right. The truth is, if you got 90 minutes to live in Brooklyn, well, let's see how, maybe we'll see how the movie handles this. If you got 90 minutes to live in Brooklyn, you barely make it out the door. Like, it takes you 90 minutes to get home. Right. How are you going to get there? You can't catch that cab. That cab drive <laughs> is going to be like, you get in a cab, and you're like, you know, how long is it going to be to get there? Oh, looking about 20 minutes, my friend, you know? <laughs> So is it, how, is it 20 minutes in the movie, him in the cab, like, how much quicker now? Oh, look like 15 more minutes. I only yeah, have 90 it's... minutes to live. My doctor clearly is going to kill me because <laughs> that's what happens when you tell someone they have minutes to live. Yeah, that's the only way that the doctor could be right. God's be right. Pocket, though. You guys didn't see the trailer for it? No. It looks good. Okay. I so naturally... Have... You, oh, let, me, let me get your take on this because I am kind of alone in this. Uh-huh. Sorry, I know we've got places <laughs> to be. So long. Um... But uh, if we can't get these digressions, what's the point? We need these. Go ahead. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I naturally, and I've said it on the show bef- before, um, anytime like an actor directs and it's like their directorial debut, my first thought is like, all right, it's not going to be that great. Uh-huh. It's going to be probably, there's going to be some strong acting uh-huh. and that'll be fine. The movie itself will not have any flourish. Uh-huh. There won't be any flair. It'll just be a showcase for the actors that will ultimately not be very memorable, and I'm probably okay to skip it. Uh, by a it, filmmaker's voice? Give me some exceptions to that. I come up with In a World from last year. Sure. Um, how about The Man Without a Face? That's got some flourish to it, right? Mel not Gibson. really. No? Not not that I remember. Okay. Man, Man Without a Face? Mel Gibson's first movie? Yeah, that was his first one, right? That was his well, first and Ordinary like, People? Uh, I don't think that one has a lot of flourish. Well, Robert Not Redford really. doesn't have a lot of flourish as a director. Right. I like but, Quiz, I like Quiz Show, 94. Yeah, he's good. He's um, made some good movies. Um, uh, Night of the Hunter. There you go. Well, yeah. There's an that's, exception. There, that is, All right. that is the only... That's the exception. Yeah. So let's move on to... I, I think it's a yeah, uh, case by case. Okay. Sometimes, I mean, 
the trailer, I don't know, sometimes if there's enough actors in it, it's like, I'll see that. And I think, I can't remember, it was based off something that someone cool wrote or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, what about Filth? Are you interested in Filth? Who made it? What's it about? It's based on the novel by Irvin Welsh, who wrote Train Spotting. Uh, Did you read it? I read it. It's um, uh, horribly unpleasant, and so I don't think I want to see the movie. Who directed it? I don't know, but it stars James McAvoy. Now, um, he's hit and miss for me as an actor. Sometimes I'm like, oh, he's really good. And sometimes I'm like, I find him boring. Did you guys see Trance last year? I did not. No. No one else saw it but me. In the theater. Did you like, I like it? like going to see movies in the theater. <laughs> I did like it. Okay. But I didn't love it. But it was interesting. You know, like it was sort of like, uh, uh, what's it, what am I trying to say? There were just, it, like, there were little subtle clues of what the character's problems are th- throughout the movie. And then afterwards, when it was over, I was like, oh, that was clever how they did that. Hmm. You know, like they just sit, you know, when they, you know, when you spot something, you're like, that's a plot point. This, I kind of didn't see him. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what I'm saying. You got bored. I got bored. Sorry. Okay. I was, sorry. I was uh, checking the time just to make sure uh, we're, we're good. Okay. Uh, I do know what you mean in that, like the way they sort of, sort of underline somebody, uh, something somebody says, or like a certain shot. And you're just like, oh, apparently that's, Im- they want me to know that's important. Yeah. I watched this movie. And I'm gonna. I watched this movie. The, okay, the the uh, few weeks ago called Spellbinder, which was starred Kelly Preston, noted Scientologist, <laughs> mm-hmm. as Charlie Sheen shot her in the arm. Uh, did he? I didn't know that. Right? Is that, is that the right person? I don't know. Oh yeah, he did. He did but, in a movie, uh, or like work on a movie or something like that. I yeah, think. they were like a couple or something. Bef- but anyway, yeah, before she so was this movie really, Spellbinder yeah. starred her and Tim Daly, and T- and Tim Daly plays a guy who rescues her from a beating her up boyfriend in the parking lot, and. Uh, um, and then she turns out she's part of this cult and she sucks him into the cult. It's a really ridiculous movie, but it's super fun. I recommend it. But anyway, the point is Rick Rossovich, the guy who's the handsome guy from Roxanne plays a buddy of Tim Daly and they're like best friends. And you see, or you, they seem like best friends. You see them in the movie. There's a part in there where they, where it's Tim Daly's birthday. Oh, by the way, what's cool about the movie is spoilers. Tim Daly dies at the end. <laughs> Um, so but there's a part in there because ever it turns out everyone's in on the cult or whatever um so there's a part where rick rosevich is talking about tim daly and it's his birthday and he's like i know i haven't known known him that long but i think you're a great guy and i'm excited about our friendship and i was like why did they throw in that i know i haven't known him that long like that had nothing to do with anything that it never came back and i was like (laughs) And then at like midway through, I'm like, Rick Rosevich is in the cult. And that was the only like tip in, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. it's like a very, I'm sure the screenplay thought like, we just put that one in there. We haven't <laughs> known each other very Sneak long. So that's why. You know. In the same way that like if a character coughs, it's like, oh, they're going to get sick. Like they, <laughs> right. they have, like in why life. Would a person, yeah. Why yeah. would a person cough? Yeah. In, like everything that happened that you do in real life, sneeze, cough, whatever. If it's, if it's in a scene, it's like, watch out. Here okay. comes cancer. What if I were like, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, guys, let's keep moving. And then I died at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Your last word? Boring. Boring. <laughs> um, and then I also want to mention uh, Lucas Moodyson is a director that I really like, and he has a movie called, coming out called We Are the Best that takes place in the Swedish punk scene in the 1980s. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. With, like, sugar cubes and stuff like that, huh? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I have this compilation of, like, Swedish punk stuff from the 80s. Really? There's a lot of, like, good stuff. It's like, that's what, like, sugar cubes came out of. That's okay. what Bjork's yeah. first band was. Right. Her band but she's from she Iceland, right? Oh, maybe, maybe. It was all Scandinavian. It wasn't okay. just Swedish. But some was Swedish, some was Icelandic. Uh... uh 
Yeah, so I, I don't know if you've seen any of Lucas Moodyson's other movies. He what made was, a movie called Together. Yeah, he yeah, made, that was uh, when I was first Lily of Forever, which is fantastic. That was those movies were going out like hotcakes. People love them, Lucas Moodyson movies. Good. All right. Uh, Good. Transformers Four. Okay. Moving on to Jimmy Always by My Side, which is the movie where Andre Benjamin plays Jimi Hendrix, and there's no original Jimi Hendrix songs in it because the estate wouldn't let them use the music. Isn't that basically a uh, 30 Rock starring Josh Fadim? Uh, isn't that a 30 Rock subplot where Jenna is supposed to play Janis Joplin, <laughs> Joplin right. and she plays like a Jackie Jormp Jomp or something like that <laughs> <laughs> because they can't use any of the music? <laughs> yeah, um, but this is, uh, I guess it takes place because he... It takes place early in his career when he's mostly playing covers, mm. I guess. So That's why they're like, why don't we rewrite this script where it's early in the career? I feel like I, I, I'm interested in seeing, like, they should do biopics where it's, like, just a few a week in, in someone's life. Yeah, I love that. That's I why, like that. Right. Like, like, Capote, like Capote. Right. Or, or Lincoln. Not, it's not about yeah. Capote's life. It's about when he was doing this one thing. Or it's right. not about Hendrix. It's about... When Hendrix was trying to do this one thing or whatever, no. yeah, maybe that's what be bad. I just I, it st- stands out to me because I like Andre Benjamin and I'm interested in what right. he does. Do you like him as an actor? I don't know what else you I've really seen, seen him as an actor. Well, I have two two stories. One is that I watched a clip of it online and I was like, not a bad impression. Interesting okay. the way he's talking. Two is one time I was in the bathroom at the ArcLight because I like to see movies. And there's a guy, and they've got him there. showing in the bathroom too. I was well, I was in there to pee. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay. but. Uh, but there was a guy going, doo, 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 yeah. and he's washing his hands, and I turn and I go, boy, you're a musical one. And then it's Andre Benjamin, and he looks at me and he goes, what's that? And I said, oh, uh, I realized it was him. I was like, oh, uh, you singing. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> boy, you're a musical one. That, that I can't think of a more passive aggressive phrase. No, I was thought of, I, I, it was he was so vocal about like having fun in the bathroom singing a song <laughs> that that Did I had take, to say something about it. You know, I was you, like, you are you. I like it. You when know? you were in the emergency room singing songs about how much your wrist hurt, were you? Taking your inspiration from Andre Benjamin? I know, maybe subconsciously. Oh, okay. I know that I will say that my friend, when she came to pick me up uh, at the ER, she was like, I'm looking for a friend, whatever. And the security lady was like, is he the one who's been singing? He's made my night. <laughs> also, like, I, yeah, it would have made your night if they had actually uh, got you in yeah, and it been fixed great. you. Oh, he's fun. Don't help him for a while. Let's see what he's going to sing next. <laughs> All right, uh, think like a man too. Who gives a shit? Okay, but oh, you, you know, know what though? You, a lot of people like the first one. And uh, you don't. They're incorrect. But what I will say is, think like a man too seems to uh, play up Kevin Hart, and he's good in the first one. He's, he's I like him. All, he really is. Uh, he Romany Malco's good too, but that's to be expected. But like, uh, but I enjoy Kevin Hart a lot in the various things I've seen him in, and Me I too. I'm excited that he's uh, getting bigger. Um. All right. Uh, Jersey Boys, based on the I watched the trailer movies, today. Directed by Clint Eastwood. It looks which like is a shitty biopic, but also I said directed by Clint Eastwood, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm interested. But also, like, it looks like a real shitty just biopic. Yeah. Like, if you change the, if you do this little thing, his voice is gonna pop and make him a star. You know, yeah. it's a lot of that I, stuff. I th- I'm gonna be the biggest singer in the world. You know, I think his uh, voice is like nothing I ever heard. He's got a voice, but don't mess with these guys. You messed with us. 
Now you're in trouble. Now we're going to break your voice or whatever. <laughs> you, you pay up or we'll break your voice. Yeah. Um, You'll never sing again. How'd you like it if we poured hot, hot tea down your throat? Give us some money. <laughs> uh, I, I think guess I don't a, know this story. A, uh, lesson to learned <laughs> that being a fan of something or someone doesn't mean you will enjoy their biopic. Because I like Frankie Valli a lot, but it doesn't mean... Whereas the uh, uh, how is you know, have you guys seen Bird? I've never seen it. I never seen it. No, mm. I'm always like, oh, I got to see that one. But that was kind of like early Clint Eastwood. I was well, like Clint Eastwood before he was Presti's director. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and as we all know, Clint Eastwood was a he was a huge fan of J Edgar Hoover. He loved everything J Edgar Hoover did. Uh-huh. That's why he uh-huh. made that movie. Um, I'm sorry, David. But, you were uh, saying something. I was just, I was going to point out another musical biopic, Control, which does not rest on you knowing anything about I don't Joy like Division. Control. I really? think it's kind of condole. I think it's uh, <laughs> oh, I loved it don't it. go nowhere. I th- felt like it was just, I, I'll say this, I felt like everyone was good in it and, and the guy was like you know, he really looked like the real guy, like eerily uh, Sam, what's his name? Yeah, I don't remember. Riley. Sam Riley looks eerily like uh, Ian wh- Curtis? Yeah, Ian Curtis. And um, But I think there's a part, I think I was watching it, maybe I need to rewatch it, I was just like hmm, I don't really care. Somewhere in the middle, I was like, gosh, they're so emotional about the whole thing, but I don't really care. Like, visually, it's nice looking. It just kind of felt like a commercial a little bit. But do you, uh, I, I still feel like. A recreation or something. I still feel like you don't need to be a fan of or even know anything about Joy Division for that movie. It doesn't rest on I didn't really know much about Joy Division when I saw it, but it wasn't. I liked the songs, but I just was sort of like, I just didn't have, I just didn't really care about the story. I just sort of felt like, I just didn't, I wasn't invested in it or something. No, I am excited for They Came Together, which is the new, David, it's the new David Wayne film that is uh, in it? Uh, returning to his, to the Wet Hot American Summer type of like parody spoof type of thing. Okay. It's a, it's a parody of romantic comedies oh. uh, starring uh, Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler, also Kobe Smulders and Christopher Maloney. All right. I like Christopher um, Maloney. I like when he plays comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And um, and who? And Kobe Smulders, she's known for being very funny, right? Yeah. She was on How I Met Your Mother. She's your favorite, right? She's my favorite. Yeah. Do you remember that from something? Yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I'm very excited about Kobe Smulders. Yes. I, I'm like, a big fan of her. shit is Kobe <laughs> Smulders? What she was my name? favorite part about How I Met Your Mother, and then she was uh, in The Avengers, and Started off real cool, and then they kind of didn't do anything with her character. No. Well, she wasn't an Avenger. She was just girl in black suit, right? Well, she's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did they make a TV show, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, and I think I, think she, I auditioned for it. And she was really? In, I didn't get it. Uh-huh. Uh, she's been a regular audition. on that show, but she's been on it. Um, that anyway, Joss Whedon dialogue. I couldn't, I couldn't hit it. I am excited it. about They Came Together. Uh, yeah, I that like sounds the idea good. of David Wayne returning to real, like, real weirdness. And you don't get a lot of spoofs of that genre and well, so eight movie like i said you don't get a it lot ain't of spoofs. A free bergen seltzer joint that's for sure no, it's not. david it's wayne, wayne joint i want to if i see david wayne if i ever meet him i'm gonna tell him you'll never be free bergen seltzer and he'll say thank you i'll say and then i'll say what you turn the tables <laughs> how did you do that um, um hey this is a slight uh not slight tangent this is a major tangent and i don't know why i thought it uh, the other day, I was working, and I happened to click on uh, Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room. I'm in it. It's me. Yeah, you're in that. That's strange. People are always asking me, did I just... Is that... Oh, you? I knew it was you. Oh, I know yeah. you when I see you, but uh, but it just... It was very strange. That, yeah, I was uh, in the audience. Did they strategically put you kind of close to the front so he would comment on you? 
I don't think they put me there so he'd comment on me, but they did. I think it was like me and my friend were the two white guys and we were sitting in the yeah. front. And then he just, but he was commenting on a lot of people, but I think it was just a f- particularly funny riff that he went on. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's talking to me, but I actually didn't respond. It was my friend he was talking to, mm. but I guess my friend's not a comedy superstar. Ah, uh, so. indeed. Indeed. From from Battleship Pretension's eyes. Yeah. So, but anyway. Like, it's a great comedy special, by the way. Yeah, it is really funny. It was cool to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are always like, hey, saw you on. And I'm like, here they come. Something I've worked really hard on. <laughs> the Patrice O'Neill special. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Did, did you work really hard to get tickets? No. Oh, all right. I knew someone. I was visiting New York City. And I think I knew someone who worked at Comedy Central who they were and they were like There you go. Here you go, you can have some tickets. So we went. All sorry, right. that's sorry, that's uh I Good was just tangent. Just thought but it was now if anyone ever you know, if, if any listeners out there who are close personal friends, you know, they will know. They don't have to ask me, Were you in the Patrice O'Neill special? Then they can say, Oh my god, Josh, I saw you in that pause, 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 hilarious internet video you made. And then I'll be like, oh, you are too kind. I'm looking at your IMDb right now. Uh-huh. Ooh, real tangent. Well, not that much. You're right here. We're, right. You're who we're talking to. I think this might be a bit of a mistake. What? Because it says you were on two different series named Dollhouse. Yeah, and they, you they played on my the IMDb same page, character. On, on my Google? IMDb page, they, there's some Japanese show called Dollhouse from 2004 that I was not in. I think I even sent a message like, I wasn't on this show. Someone just entered it wrong. I didn't do it. Because you were in But Dollhouse. I was in the Joss Whedon show, right. Dollhouse. And I, the reason it stood, stood out to me is That show was 2000, which came out in 2009. Um, but they put the 2004 one. And, uh, yeah. Um, but it, they're both on here. And they both say your character's name is Owen Johnson. So someone, someone who ever entered it, some, some Joss Whedon fan... Knew uh, that I played a character named Owen Johnson. They must have looked at the cast list, and then they typed in Dollhouse, but they didn't put it on the right Dollhouse. They right. Put it on the but now it's on both, so it says you were in both. That yeah. would be a weird trivia thing if that were true, that you'd played a character with the same name on two different shows with the same name. I've played... There was a time uh, where every character I played was either someone without a shirt on <laughs> or um, uh, someone who dies crazy... Uh, or someone who gets shot, or I can't remember. There was a list of them that that I was like, I always play like one of those two versions of those things. What must that be like? The casting directors either say, "I want to see this guy naked," or "I want the I want to see this man get shot." Yeah, more than anything, I want to see this guy with a bullet in his head. I mean, you got to get you got to work. <laughs> no, okay, moving on. Proof that we're old guys, as I talked about. Do we? Did any of us know anything about the Fault in Our Stars? What? No. Who is it? Is it another Divergent? Uh, no. It's like no. a. It's a. Two. Is it two kids? Terminally ill kids who Isn't fall in love. It's, it's one of those are... melodrama kind of. But things. it's huge. Like it's got because it's based on a novel that has a huge following, and it's like it's. I think it's going to be a who directed mega it? What's hit. it about? Who's in it? I tell you, it's about two terminally ill kids falling in love. I think. Um, and it's from it's a prequel to On Golden Pond. It's yes, and it's directed Josh Boone. Never heard of him. He did a movie called Stuck in Love. Never heard of it. Nope. Okay. Nobody. All right. But, do, they have, uh, do they have ninety minutes to live, and that's what the movie is? Yeah. They, <laughs> but it stars uh, Shailene Woodley, whom I like. I like hey, her. she's Divergent. I just said Divergent. Yeah. 
I didn't see Divergent, but I did. But that's... It's it's awful. Um, <laughs> so did, was it a dud, or did it did it do well, or was it a, was it a hit? I don't Divergent think... did well. So they're gonna make a bunch of other ones. Huh? Yeah, they, they are. are gonna make three more from the Called two like more books. Exvergent or t- Divergent. They already have names. I Called can't Trident. Um, anyway, Dentine. Uh, Virgin. It also has Laura Dern and like Willem Dafoe in it. <laughs> what about Willem Dafoe? He's in this Terminally Ill Kids movie. As is Laura Dern. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like that boring Spielberg Twilight Zone um, segment from the Twilight Zone the movie. I don't remember where the old people are like, we're kids again. <laughs> I don't remember that. I haven't you don't seen know, You've seen the Twilight Zone the movie? When I was a kid. I don't remember. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. There's the great one where that George Miller did uh, with John Lithgow, and then there's a great one Joe Dante did with a kid and Kathleen Quinlan, and then there's an okay one that John Landis did that killed Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow. Yeah. And then there's the worst one that Spielberg did that... Uh, because I guess he was like, I'm going to distance myself from this movie. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Joe Manganiello, who was in Magic Mike, has made a documentary about an actual uh, male strip club called La Bear, I think it's called. Joe Manganiello, who's magic, he's a Magic Miker? He was one. Of, he was in Magic. He played Big Dick Ritchie in Magic Mike, oh. and he's also a werewolf. You got a picture of him? Let me see. On, no, I don't have a picture of him. Oh. He's also a werewolf on uh, True Blood. Uh, my first instinct is that the documentary is not going to be very good. Well, we don't know. It could be like that documentary that Adrian Grenier made, <laughs> which I never saw. Oh, I don't even necessarily mean because it was made by an actor, although that probably is not helpful. Um, <laughs> but just uh, like it's oh, made George in George Clooney's first movie. Confessions uh, of a Dangerous yeah, Mind. I don't really care for it. I don't either. But yeah, I liked it at the time. But yeah, it doesn't hold up. There's some. Little, there's style to it, but it's Soderbergh's it's too style. He's just like, how about more style? A little yeah. more style. Maybe we'll yeah. make it more stylish. Yeah, a, se- a person, an actor's second movie is all is almost always pretty solid. Like he's like, I learned my lessons. Um, but then but, his third one, I heard Monuments Men, is terrible. It's, no, his third one no, is Leatherheads, Leatherheads which yeah. is terrible. And his fourth one is Ides of March, which I heard is nothing. I didn't see. It's not bad. Uh, Monuments Men was... Not, I heard Monuments Men Boy, Clooney's made a lot of movies. Yeah. Okay, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I'm uh, cautiously excited of, or interested in. It's another movie where Tom Cruise plays a guy named John or something like that. And, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, Bill, Bill Cage. Oh, really? Yes. It's not like Jack or John. Or no, his, John. his name is Major Bill Cage. John is a guy. Um, John. Oh, that's another thing I miss about movies. People. Voiceover. Oh, yeah. I love those. Because you know uh, uh, Hal Douglas Uh, died recently. Oh, which one was he? He's the one who sounds like this. My favorite. (gasps) I I don't know who it is. It's not him. Don LaFontaine. Who also passed away. And the guy who did like. Rodriguez is the one who sounds like this. Okay. So Don Don LaFontaine had the like. More booming voice. They, there's they another could guy, all do each other. There was another guy who had... Don, Don LaFontaine had the more this summer, now, this. Right, but there was one, and I don't know, maybe it was also Don LaFontaine, but I'm thinking about the Die Hard trailer, where it's like, it's not as booming, it's more like uh, like pinpoint, like, John McClane is a New That's York Don, cop. Don LaFontaine. That's him? Yeah. Okay. John McClane is a New York cop. <laughs> yeah. In uh, Los Angeles. On Christmas or yeah. whatever. Tom <laughs> yeah. Fontaine always sounded kind of judgy. Yeah. Like I felt like he was judging me for having not seen it already. Right? <laughs> it's like you haven't seen it. Let me explain. You gotta get there. So Please be there now. <laughs> what so, are you thinking? Edge of tomorrow. But Howard Douglas would always do the thing that and something you didn't expect. <laughs> 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 do, 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 do. But and then the seventies is 
Percy Rodriguez. Would always do. Now, Gene is a man. <laughs> okay, so Edge of Tomorrow is... Um, John is a guy. Tom, oh, I also like the trailers where... Uh, Tom Cruise is Bill Cage. Or that would be Don LaFontaine. I always liked in the trailers when they would say the name of the actor and yeah. they would tell you the, his character's right. name. So it'd be like, Bruce Willis is John McClane. Tom Cruise is Bill Cage. He's a man who won't take guff, but he'll give it. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> as, as if anybody watching Terry's like, oh, Bill Cage, oh. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too. I guess I better see it. That was another thing, too. That, that, those voiceover trailer guys... That would I feel like that's what kind of would if it worked would make someone a star because you you would learn the that think for me if I that's why I became so I think good at learning actors' names because oh the trailer told me who the guy is right so like I think I even rewatched the trailer for Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee right and, and it was like you know um, Brandon Lee is so and so a guy but they only who, do that know. for the biggest stars it's not like Brandon Lee was nobody but, but, but what it, I'm saying is like. Don LaFontaine wasn't saying, and Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> like, he wasn't well, saying Well, sometimes if name. it's one of those ones where it lists off, you know, Bruce Willis, Re- uh, you know, Bonnie Bedelia, Robert Davi, Reginald If it's one of those type ones where it lists it off. But but Bruce Willis in Die Hard wasn't a big... He was the guy from Blind Date and Moonlighting. He right. was an action star. And apparently the earliest posters didn't even have his face on it because he was known for romantic Com- comedy. They yeah. didn't want to... Uh, Anyway, and then if somebody was the name of the if if the character's name was the name of the title, then the emphasis is on the word is. Bruce Willis is John McClane. Yeah, but that's Henry Di- Henry Diehard. <laughs> Henry Diehard, portrait of a serial diehard. Okay, uh, so anyway, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, that's a dull name, a dull for. Well, yeah, name. exactly. It, it was originally be, called. You go it. You do it. All you need is kill. What a shit title that is, too. <laughs> but that's better than Edge of Tomorrow, right? Well, it's better than Edge of Tomorrow, but it's. I think it was just people were going to be like, I don't want to see All You Need Is Kill. They're like, I'll like, see this much safer title, Edge of Tomorrow. Hey, yeah. All You Need Is Kill is more embarrassing to ask for a ticket for. Yeah. <laughs> one for All You Need Is Kill. All You Need Is Kill. Uh, I remember one time I when I went to see Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I uh, went to, <laughs> to the ticket office and it was like a teenage kid. Uh, and I was like, uh, one for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, I like pointed at it. I was like, uh, one for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He was like, oh, one for Eternal? <laughs> and that, apparently that's what it was known as by the staff. They were like only calling it Eternal. Yeah, we've got a sound problem in Eternal. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, Ten years ago that movie came out. Yep. Yeah. 2004, uh, maybe. Was that, could that, that be an interesting year? 2004? Maybe. Sure. Uh, it's, it's Eternal Sunshine. And kind of in two world. months, Edge of Tomorrow will come out. Uh, and it's written by Christopher McQuarrie, which is uh, oh, of interest. I like that. Um, Why is that of interest? What's what's so great about him to you? He did The Way of the Gun, which I love. Right. And he wrote Jack Reacher a couple years ago, which is way underrated. Did he direct Jack Reacher? Uh, he did. He directed Jack Reacher, too. And then, and That's then, right. And then uh, who directed All You Need Is Kill? Did he do the, direct this one as well? Uh, no, Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman, that's what I thought. Who is, He's not I bad. Think, hit or miss. Uh, hit or miss. What's interesting is that script. Tom Cruise... You, when I was growing up, he, he he would only be with the most prestige directors. He only worked with, with the exception of like Roger Donaldson and maybe you, Tony Scott. You could say what, but 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 from like Outsiders on, it was like Oliver Stone, Martin Scorsese, you know, uh, 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 well Francis Coppola, you know, right. um, Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, yeah, Brian De Palma, like everyone who was the big Barry Levinson or whatever, like everyone who was like a big director. 
And then, like, I think after Magnolia, it became, like, a little, like, less... He just stopped. I don't know. I still now think he's he more finds... Of a, he just, like, seems to focus on being an action star now. But he still works with Brad Bird, you know, and uh, and uh, John Woo and... Spielberg. Right. Spielberg and J.J. Abrams. Like, still, these are still names. He's They're just the newer the names. Big, he's still the biggest director. And, but, and no, Christopher McQuarrie, they clearly have a relationship because... Right. Uh, of, they like each other. Uh, yeah. I mean, before... Uh, because Chris, uh, Christian McQuarrie wrote Valkyrie, but I feel like, was there something before that they worked well, on? Brian Singer directed Valkyrie. Yeah, but Christian McQuarrie wrote Valkyrie it. was kind of like a dead... Well, he also wrote Usual Suspects, so I guess they worked together a lot. Right, right, Brian right. Singer. Um, so, uh, he... And I, I, I don't know if they've announced the next... I think he won next... an Oscar, didn't he? Christian McQuarrie for yeah. Usual Suspects? Okay. Uh, I don't right. know if they've announced the next Mission Impossible director because I know there's always been there've been rumors that Christian McQuarrie was going to take on the Mission Impossible franchise. But is he even like a director that anyone cares about? I mean, is he just like like I'm kind of like I hear, uh, maybe for me I hear Christian McQuarrie. I'm like I don't care. Well, have you seen The Way of the Gun and Jack nope. Reacher? I think you would like both those movies. Actually. I want to see Jack Reacher, and then I guess I'll check out Way of the Gun. I just keep n- accidentally not watching Jack Reacher. Okay, well that's really fun. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Every yeah, time. it's. David really hyped it up, and when I finally watched, I'm like, I, I bet I'll merely like it. And then when I watched, I was like, I kind of love this. I hear it's like a good Bronson movie or something. <laughs> it's like uh, yes, yeah. very much so. And um, Robert Duvall's in it. So that's well, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, How to Train Your Dragon they were 2. Into, it's a re- reunion of, of uh, Duvall. 22 Jump Street. <laughs> and, uh, from, I saw, it's a Days of Thunder reunion. Um, the Rover is the movie Jump from Street. David Michaud. <laughs> who made. The Rover? I skipped over a couple of sequels that we don't care about. Wait, which um, ones? How to Train Your Dragon 2 and 22 Jump, 22 jump oh, Don't care. Yeah, I don't. that's why I skipped over them. I uh, don't the, care. I the, just had to know. I don't care. I am interested in the rover because it's uh, from it's the director Mars of um, uh, what was Animal Kingdom. Oh, I like it. Yeah. And it stars Robin Pattinson, who I feel like, I like the him. jury is still out for me because I don't think I've seen enough. Did you see Cosmopolis? I didn't see Cosmopolis. He is very good in that. I like, I like him just because... Because he's in Cosmopolis. I didn't even see Cosmopolis. I'm like, oh, good for him. Yeah, the fact that he went from like the Twilight series to, hey, I'm going to be in this yeah, in this be, film I'm where be... I'm in a limo the whole time being the, the most unlikable character you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Zac Efron, every time I see him, I'm just like, aren't you embarrassed to like have your body look like that when you take your shirt off? You worked too hard at it. You overdid it. You look, uh, you, you're too chiseled. It's, it, it's embarrassing. Put a shirt on. I think you might be in the minority on this one as far as the fans he's trying to cultivate. I know, but it's like, he just, I guess it's just like, I mean, what, you like him with this shirt off? You think he looks, I, I think. I'm just saying I understand what it is, what his career is and, and what he is trying to do. But it's weird because he's a mix of like, are you trying to be a respectable actor or are you trying to be that guy? I don't know. I, maybe he's not trying to be a respectable actor. He's just trying And to even when he shows up in the Paperboy, he's in his underwear the vast right. majority of the time. Which I liked the Paperboy. I did not care for it. Oh, um, I thought it was a tra- good trashy thing. I thought it was a good trashy. I like. Uh, Oh, sorry. Why didn't you like the Paperboy? Um, I'm all. F- I'm actually quite fine with Trashy, but it was so random and scattered uh-huh. that it's just like I- I'm fine with Sleaze, right. and there's and its atmosphere is so like thick that it's like, man, this if this story was m- existent at all, I would be so much more into this. But like they drop character motivations, they drop character threads, like they they throw out something a major thing, but they throw it out in kind of a small way. And I feel like there is no character I know about care. I don't have mm-hmm. to care about characters, but I at least have to 
care kind of about what happens and I didn't. Uh-huh. And it just yeah. I, I would say the first thirty minutes I was like, What the crap's going on? And then somewhere in there it clicked and, and I became like super invested. I was really into this the dynamic between Zach Efron and Macy Gray. And uh, I like Macy Gray a lot. They had a really good, just funny character dynamic. And then also Nicole Kidman was so bizarre and we, and there's like a scene where she's like telling <laughs> off a cop and this really like you know, we're just waiting here, whatever. That was, I thought it was really funny for one, but also like, then there was just other stuff that was just so weird. It's like, I've never seen it bef- this before. And it was just like some strange, like homoerotic stuff that was being inserted in there in a way that wasn't necessarily necessary, but, but also in a way that was like, this feels like a different style of filmmaking that, maybe hasn't been done because there's not a filmmaker with this like particular voice. So they wouldn't put it in a movie, you know, there is, there is something interesting about a, a film that, because, um, Oh man, Lee Daniels, uh, cause Lee Daniels is gay. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's a thing that he, that is very much a part of his identity as an artist. And I, and so like, this is a film that incorporated that into it, but it wasn't, the key elements of the film. It's just a subplot right. uh, as far as some of these uh, certain do, characters. Do you know what else is in it, part of his identity as an artist? What's that? <laughs> he directs in his pajamas. Really? <laughs> have you have wow. you seen any of the, like, the uh, set photos from the butler? Mm-hmm. It's like him and Oprah Winfrey, and he's just in like, like nice, like, you know, pressed, matching, yeah. like, top and with bottom. It, with an LD on the pocket there. <laughs> right, but wow. he wears pajamas while he directs. Man. Did you I see the butler? Say, I didn't see it. It's really good. Is it? Good for Lee I Daniels. I, I, I'm, I've only seen Shadow Boxer and The Paperboy. His two weird ones. Oh, I didn't okay. see his prestige movies. Okay. Um, I want to Shadow Boxers run sucks. through a couple. I mean, so that's nuts, that's what we think of good. the Rover. Um, <laughs> running through a couple more. So I'm I'm excited about Ty West's new film, The Sacrament. I'll be seeing it in a few days. Actually. Yeah. Um, now it stars friend of the show AJ Bowen, who was also in a movie a few years ago called The Signal, and there's a new movie coming out called The Signal. And he's I feel like no, he's not in it. But I feel like recycling a title that close together and marketing to roughly the same audience is a weird choice. I guess it depends right? on how. Well, I guess yeah, it is going for the same audience because neither film is remarkably well known, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, oh, but but they're both like genre films. I think the one from '07 or whatever is horror, and this one's like science fiction. No, nope, I'm in charge of this. <laughs> you will get us off topic. I got bored. Okay, so we'll move on. Um, Venus and Fur is a new uh, Roman Polanski. Oh, I'll see it because I like Roman Polanski. Uh, it's in French. His first movie in French. Oh. And it stars Matthew Amalrock, Amalrock uh, like, who looks like just like him. Yeah. It's like yeah. a oh, that's dead right. ringer for him a little bit. Like it looks just like the 70s him. Uh, Snowpiercer, I'm very interested to see. I think I auditioned for like two lines in that movie. Didn't get it. Really? But um, it sounds cool. Yeah, with Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton. Hmm. Uh, documentary about Whitey Bulger. Oh, yeah. Um, we have some gangster. seen that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to, what is this called? Begin Again? I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. What is yeah, it? Yeah, let's move on. Who's it's in it? Mark Ruffalo and Kieran Knightley and, and Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Let's talk about Jupiter yeah, Ascending. That, why, why did they give that a full page? I have no idea. Who, wait, who directed it? John Carney? John oh! Carney? I don't, yeah. That's odd. Oh, John Carney. He made Once, right? Oh, that one. So a lot of people liked Once. So that's a, that's Once. another little movie that could that took off. Yeah. Well, but good that, for how the... many years ago did Once come out? That was two thousand seven. Oh, two thousand seven. Is the year oh seven? Huh. I think it's copyrighted oh six, but yeah. I think it came out 
out in America. But now, but that was maybe the last year that that a movie that a movie could, a little movie that could could go real far. Don't you think? We, I don't know. If, I don't want to be that fatalistic about it. It could happen again, right? I feel uh, scared. I suppose maybe okay. I'm like I want the little movies to do well. Well, they gave it a th- see. They did what I talked about. They gave. This smaller film, albeit with uh, notable cast page, members, they page. gave it a full page. Meanwhile, Jupiter Ascending is uh, like a little, well, I guess no, it's still it's a, a full page. Does, is that going to yeah. bomb Jupiter Ascending? I was almost care? certainly going to bomb, but I am almost certainly going to see it because you I... like Claude Atlas and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'm fascinated by what the Wachowskis choose Why to do. Why do you think it's going to bomb? It's it's uh, it's Channing Tatum and stuff, and it does it look really bad, or what's the deal? I, maybe I'm being cynical, and it's a thing we talk about that it's... Because Cloud Atlas also didn't do well, despite its amazing cast. Mm-hmm. I think if something's too so ambitious, I mean. too weird, or too new of an idea, I think people are so or too used. complex of an idea. That's the other thing. I think Cloud Atlas, you know, it had big stars in it, and it was, you know, and you could say, you know, from the makers of the Matrix. Right. You know, I think, but people, could, yeah, as you're just saying, even watching the full six minute trailer, people could be like, I don't know what this movie is, and I'm not going to go see it. Oddly enough, I think with the six minute trailer, they know less. Um, <laughs> right. But it's one and of those so things. I, maybe that's the thing. Jupiter saying they can't say, oh, this sounds like blank. I want to go see it. It sounds too unfamiliar. Maybe. Yeah. I think it sounds. The- I don't like titles with gerunds in them, but Jupiter Ascending <laughs> sounds kind of cool. Um, <laughs> All right. I don't know if that's technically. A I gerund. think if it were called Ascending Jupiter, I'd be. I would be like, that sounds like shit. But Jupiter Ascending sounds cool. Right. Ascending. Like Bad Jupiter. Moon Rising. The yeah. quick Highlander Two. The Quickening. Yeah. Um, <sighs> all right. Uh, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, Jaren's. Uh, no. Uh, Highlander Two. The Quickening. Oh, I haven't seen it. Is it good? Uh, we actually hadn't seen I, it either. We were just talking Maybe about I Sean have Connery. Seen it. I can't remember the Highlander. Actually, it was one of those movies that I think was the first one of the first movies I saw. I saw at my grandparents' house, and that is that opening thing. It just looks like a regular old movie. There's a parking garage, and then Christopher Lambert, someone cuts a guy's head off, and it freaked me out so much. I think I just didn't understand that that was fake. Right. I was like, I just saw a guy get his head cut off. <laughs> yeah, it was I remember, real. I remember watching. I want to say, is it Lethal Weapon two? Um, with my little brothers, where the one guy, I think the. I, I, I could be getting this, getting this wrong, but the the diplomat, right? It says diplomatic Diplomatic Joss uh, Eklund. Uh, okay, was diplomatic he, immunity? Is that the guy who was also the like Ted's bogus journey? No, the um uh the owner of like the uh, sport sporting goods store in the Mighty Ducks who like outfitted them with all the uh, uh I th- I think I it's seems the same to recall guy. he's in that. Yes. I remember my little brothers being like. No, like they not realizing that it's an actor playing two different roles and not wanting that guy to get shot because they know him as the nice old guy from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's really funny. What, what has he gotten himself into? I, yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> there were some things that would piss me off. But at an elementary school, there was this kid, and I was, I, he was really trying to make a hard sell to me that, did you know, he was telling a teacher or something like that, did you know that the guy on Perfect Strangers is the same guy in short circuit, who talks funny? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not the same guy. One is Fisher Stevens, one's Bronson Pinchot. Right. But he just thought because they both talk funny. I don't think I knew their bo- <laughs> both of their names. But I was like, I could just tell you by looking at him, they're not the same guy. But he just thought funny voice, same guy. I remember I saw Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and there is a cameo by Christian Slater. He's in it for... Really? He's, yeah, he's in a doorway, uh, silhouetted, 
talking to uh, the captain. And, he would uh, do that a lot in, in his young career. He would like make like a one scene cameo. I feel like, but the weird, I, I mean, I guess he was younger, but like he was a name at that point, right? And so he must have just been a nerd and just liked to do stuff. that. That was my assumption. Too. And yeah. so, and no, I remember being a Star Trek movie. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember I told my dad and brother because we went and saw it. I was like. Christian Slater from Cuffs, which is what I knew him from at the time. It's like Christian Slater was in that movie. I'm like, what? I was like, he was the guy in that one scene. And they're like, why would he do that? I was like, I, I don't know. Cause I was young. I couldn't make the argument for the cameo right. uh, or that maybe he was a nerd and like Star Trek and wanted to be a part of it. Right. Like, I don't know what it was. And so my brother and dad did not believe me. And I'm like, you, I don't know what to do. Did you eventually get to like rub in their faces? <laughs> Uh, no, because as it turns out, nobody remembers this stuff but me. Right. <laughs> I know it very well. I remember. I remember all this stuff. But they don't even remember having the argument. They're oh, like, of course not. Of like, course yeah, not. of course it's Christian Slater. Yeah. Like, no. Like, they're like Tyler. We would have believed you. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> no, no, you didn't believe me. And then I got yeah. okay, Tyler. And that is that is my biggest regret uh, about my dad dying when he did is that I never got to rub this in his face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Tammy is a new movie. Dad. Uh, you believe me, don't you? <laughs> Christian Slater was in the movie. It is what I it's, it is what I, I leaned down and whispered yeah. uh, in his dead ear. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> you printed out the cast list from IMDb and laid it on his grave. And so, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 what's this? Uncredited cameo. <laughs> All right, uh, Tammy is the movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of Melissa McCarthy, so. I like that idea. She play. She and I saw the trailer for that. It looks like funny character stuff. It's like a road trip uh, where Susan Sarandon plays her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she has a wig on to make her look older, I guess. But I guess it's not. That doesn't. I don't, I don't think that needs to. Yeah. Susan Sarandon. A woman, Susan Sarandon is is clearly beautiful. Um, yes. So I don't act like she looks like some old, old. Uh, I don't she know what the, the some old grandma. She's uh, she's lovely. Um, but it's it's uh, written and directed by Ben Falcone, who's a funny guy who is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Yeah. married to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And I used to see them always perform at the Groundlings when I every when I moved out here. Uh, the first place I wound up going was the Groundlings. I spent like four years there. I never finished the program, but everyone who was like coming up there or like in the main company or in the or in the Sunday company, like I'd say like fifty percent of them are like huge stars, huge comedy stars now, wow. or like some of them like nominated for one Oscars or whatever. Like it was like. Annie Mumlo and Kristen Wiig and uh, Steve Little and Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone and Nat Faxon and Jim Rash and um, uh, you know a bunch sounds, of other people. You know what it sounds people. like to me? What? You should have finished that program. Maybe. You know, Maybe you wouldn't, you wouldn't be. for the Groundlings. I got a lot out of it, but I never made it. I didn't make it to the big times. I but anyway, all those people. Times. Yeah. I'm doing all right. I, I make yeah. a living. Uh, but but uh, but I'm a, I'm a working class character, comedy character actor. Yeah. But um uh but anyway, all those people were, you know, were like really funny live performers at the Growlings and now like so many of them it's just crazy, you know, to see like 10 years later that they're like, yeah. you know, I like I, you know, that they're like Academy Award winners and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I saw uh, I went to the Groundlings like the first year I was out here and uh and I noticed I took specific notice of this guy who was thin and short and bald and had glasses and had kind of a high voice. And I was, I remember being like, that guy, that guy is very, very interesting. 
It's like, I hope something. And then like he, he got like a, a small, like one scene role. And someone was like, Hey, it's that guy from groundlings. Good for him. And then of course it's Jim Rash. Yeah, and uh, so then he is in community and then he wins yeah, an Oscar. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, like, I guess, I guess things worked out for him. Yeah. You should be a talent scout or an agent or something. Absolutely. You, a manager. You I've got spot. that. I've yeah. got that he killer my, instinct. I had him as a teacher at the groundlings. Really? Yeah. Okay. I love the ground. I was like obsessed with the ground when I was like 23, 24. Let's move on to Hercules. Now, I don't like, I, I'm skeptical. Is it The about, Rock playing Hercules? Yeah. And I'm dra- in. I'll directed by it. Brett Ratner. And I'll see, see, I'll see that Brett Ratner movie. Yeah. The trailer. That's not hurting anything. Have you watched the trailer? <laughs> no. It is. <laughs> that's not hurting anything. It's no. harmless. Yeah. You're not. I'll go see Brett Ratner play, uh, directing a Hercules movie starring The Rock. And that's the, not. The, the, he's the, not putting him in our, in our, he's not ma- directing like a Robert Town script he's not right. direct he's not owning some big property he's not doing like although but i uh i like tower heist i always like to say that whenever brett ratner comes up i thought that was a good movie um he's not doing but, any more uh, come back again or whatever i just said i like tower heist oh what? um uh but the trailer for hercules for brett ratner's hercules is such have you watched it yeah have you watched it i think i watched it but I forgot it's it. such pure cheese yeah. that i love it i love it so much it's yeah I think okay I well here's the thing when it comes to any of these like old school or or even newer just the the sort of uh, big corny like sword and sandals yeah, movies. Yeah. Those are only ever as good as their old guy, the old like the old guy who brings some class to it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know who's the old guy they got? Ian McShane, and he's doing. He's not class. He's crap. What? What? I like Ian McShane, but he's not like I don't nerd out about Ian McShane. Oh well, that's you're incorrect. Have you seen doing that? You've seen Deadwood, no, I assume, I right? Oh, well, oh, there's the Deadwood problem right there. Definitely change your mind there. Yeah. Um, so he's, it's just, you don't see him, but it's his voiceover, like, asking, are you the legend, or are you, I can't remember what he said, yeah, yeah. but it's really corny, and it's all the shots of Hercules, like, fighting animal, CG animals, and at the end, he screams, I am Hercules! And I was like, I'm in. I'm I suppose that. if he were still alive, it would be Oliver Reed. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It oh. does, yes, it has that quality to okay, it. Okay. Uh, which, in which case, I would be very on board if it were Oliver Reed. I'm you, still you've got to watch Deadwood. Come on. Yeah, you really should. I got too much TV. I mean, what? I, how many seasons of Deadwood are there? Three. Three, and then only 13 episodes each. Um, it's still like, what, 13 hours times three? Sounds like 39 hours to me. <laughs> um, just shy of 40. That was a very uh, that was a very Jimmy Pardo joke and delivery. <laughs> okay. Sounds like, sounds like 30, 39 hours to me. Um, direct, uh, sex tape directed by Jake Kasdan. Ugh. Okay. You see that trailer? No. I've not, I've not seen the trailer, but I do. What a crap house. I kind of like Jake Kasdan. Uh, well, for the most the cast part. I like the TV set, and I like the zero effect, but go watch the trailer for sex tape and tell me how much you like Jake Kasdan. Fair enough. I, mean, I, do, I also enjoy uh, looks Orange like Ca- a shame on him. Shame on this guy for just making crap. I also like Orange County. He did that. Yeah, I liked Orange County. I didn't see it. Well, I, didn't I don't love think it, he's the it. same guy that, that he is. I think he's just a guy who's like, I need money. I didn't see Bad Teacher, though. Oh, yeah. Was that him? I didn't say. I think it. it's him. I think it's more in the bad teacher vein. Okay, but right. but but and Jason Siegel looks strangely very skinny. Like he a, does in this a, in this picture here. Skinny. Like looks kind of thin. Yeah, he looks like he's like a, he's like oh, I'm handsome guy. I'm handsome guy. I'm not a doofus oofus. But uh, uh, it's Cameron Diaz and TV Rob set. That's a great movie. Um, TV set. You guys like it? I never saw it. Didn't see ah! it. Go watch it. It's great. Right, I watched that. You watch. You like that TV. Word. You like TV so much. Go watch this movie about the making of TV. 
It's about them making a TV. It's the only movie with I feel like it's I the assumed only it was about making TV shows, but it's about it's making a movie about making TV TVs. It's I feel like it's the only movie that like has Judd like it takes place name on it that I'm like, oh, this is really good. So it takes place in like a factory where they're putting together TVs. Yeah. It's about the Zenith Factory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I don't want to talk about Zach Braff's Braff's movie. Uh, Me neither. Wish I was here. So let's move on. Did so, you Did you see the uh, the uh, I don't think it's a video shot by shot thing, but somebody went through and deconstructed how the uh, the trailer for Garden State is exactly like beat for beat the same as the trailer for Wish I was it Wish I was here Wish I was yeah. here that uh, like maybe they the they're saying hey it worked once let's maybe, maybe yeah absolutely yeah. Um, the Purge Anarchy it's the sequel of the Purge didn't see the first Purge how was the first Purge not very good but here's the thing okay the first Purge has this ridiculous con- did you see it uh, no yes. it has this ridiculous premise right which joke is fine with me I'm okay with like but then it turns it into a pretty standard like home invasion uh, or like sort of protect your home type of movie and not even a very good one uh-huh. at that so this idea that the whole country is chaos for 12 hours you don't get to see it because you're inside this house the whole time right so this one is the movie that you want to see based on that premise. It's people uh, trapped outside in the city trying to get across it? the city. Um, James DeMonico? Is that the, I think I'm going to be the first guy. Never heard of him. Was... The guy who made the first one. I, I saw yeah, the trailer yeah, the for one. The Purge Anarchy, and I got to say, it looked really... First off, it looked stressful, but like in a good way. Okay. The kind where I'm just like, oh my gosh, that, that looks like it's going to be hard to watch. Did you see The Conjuring last year, guys? No. No, I heard great things. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was one of the best movies I saw last year. I, I really was into it. Check out The Conjuring in the TV set. Okay. All right. And Deadwood. Um, uh, and Deadwood. Uh, Rob which Reiner, is not a movie. You won't see Deadwood in the movie theaters. Rob Reiner. I know. Has, uh, has what a jip. New movie. It's called And So It Goes. We can skip over well, well, that. Who's in it? Michael Douglas, Diane Keaton. Michael Douglas. You mean Diane Keaton doing a movie with um, Rob Reiner? Um, it's about uh, me and Catherine had a split. Um, <laughs> HPV. Um, Rob excited, very excited work with uh, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, that was fun. I could have listened to that longer. Who? Uh, um, what's it about, though? I'm interested. Always interested in what Rob Reiner does, and like wondering if he's gonna like make a good movie. Okay. Uh, Michael Douglas reunites with director Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. This is from Entertainment Weekly. Reunites with director Rob Reiner for a dark comedy in which he plays reunites. widowed realtor Orrin Little. Before? Oh, American President. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm working right, with Rob again. Care. Wait, what are they about? <laughs> it's a rom com about what? He he's a widowed realtor. Okay. His estranged son is sent to, ju- drail- sent to jail on drug charges. Okay, and that's not too far off from Michael Douglas's real life. Uh, his son that, is in jail from dr- for so, drugs. So now his character has to look after his nine-year-old granddaughter. Ugh. And that, Diane Keaton plays his neighbor, and uh, they probably get together. I'm out. Um, uh, I'm curious, but also I'm I'm cynical thinking it's probably going to have like terrible hair and makeup and, and production design. Like it's going to be all bright and shiny and glossy and it's not going to look like a real movie. Yeah. Here's it's the going to look like them. a Nancy Myers movie or yeah. something like that. But you know what was, uh, oh shit. What was the name of the movie with, with, uh, Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Hope Jones? Springs. I was just going to say Hope something Springs. about it. That, movie that was great. <laughs> but the production design and hair and makeup 
yeah. was sucky, but the script and the acting was like so good. Yes. And I was like With one exception, by the way. Uh-huh. The scene when they're like in a fight and they split up and for for like the the day and she goes to the bar where Elizabeth Shue is the bartender feels like it's out of the kind of shitty movie we didn't want it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember it's the like, scene with Elizabeth Shue and I was like, that's all of Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And, but then thing. like all the guys at the bar are all like the sort of standard like local stereotypes that uh-huh. you would see. If this were a shitty movie, this is the movie. I, think I wish that scene weren't in the movie. I think that the really movie good. was like that's a fine example of a movie that's like I'm sure that Meryl Streep and and Tommy Lee Jones like were like sit down director or something like that. <laughs> like the director is just a, some guy who made like Devil Wears Prada or something like that. Yeah, and it's like and how oh, good and has an over reliance on on pop songs in that movie too. Yeah, I how good could that, that movie guy. have been with like a good director or something yeah. like that? You yeah. know, like. It was such it, the acting was so good. I, I I really was like I actually cried watching that movie. I caught it on TV just in my yeah. parents' house, you know. Um, uh, but that's an example of like what movie little movies like that, little character movies like that. If they get big stars, they just like they just shit the bed and like you know do the most like um, standard preset of a production design and hair and makeup, mm-hmm. you know, and costume design. They don't really. I mean, Meryl Streep had interesting like kind of frumpy hair and stuff like that, but. I really like felt like that that character. I was like, oh gosh, I feel like I I've seen this woman or I know this woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 Tommy Lee Jones playing this sort of like doesn't know how to express himself type guy. Yeah, yeah, it was like you didn't see effective. it. I didn't see it. I, like, I wanted to see it, and it seemed like good. the kind of thing that my Steve wife Carell's and I would enjoy. Kind of boring in it. I think he's sort of like. No, what did you think of that? Like he's just kind of playing a stand, boring, like fake therapist or whatever. Yeah, movie therapist, not, movie not therapist. a real. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, we talked about it just in our recent. I don't bonus like episode. them CG apes. You would rather they use real apes? I would like yeah. makeup apes. Oh. Oh, makeup apes. Okay. I don't want CG apes. It's Planet of the Apes is a makeup movie. I didn't see the James Franco one. Uh, it's pretty good, and I'm actually pretty excited for Dawn of the Planet one, of the huh? Apes. You like them CG apes, huh? I'm not opposed to them. I I agree with you. I would like. I want to. I like. I like practical things, but yeah. uh, but it's pretty good, and right. the performances are good. Like I give a shit about Andy Circus doing anything. Really? Why don't you I like don't, Andy Circus? Because I like you makeup. You don't like CG. Yeah, I like makeup. I like uh, I like seeing what the the artists, the technicians do. I don't like seeing what the guys clicking on their computers do. But they're artists as well. Right? But I don't like that that okay. that, that okay. Uh, medium as well as much as I like. The makeup. So you're more of a Doug Jones guy and not an Andy Serkis guy. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, I think in most cases I probably agree with you, but I think when done well. And I don't think that not liking CG makes Andy Serkis any less of an actor. He's still a good no, actor. No, but I just want, I, I guess what I'm pissing on is like when people are like, you know, they got Andy Serkis to do it. It's like, <laughs> so what? Who cares? <laughs> I think he helps. I think he's a, a big I, I think it's a shame that the Tim Burton one sucks so bad because the Rick Baker makeup in that movie was so good. Yeah, it is. You know? Like, it was really, it really upped the game, I thought. But but it was overshadowed by how underwhelming the movie was. Yeah, yeah. that's being kind. Um, calling yeah. it underwhelming. I think right. the movie's terrible. Yeah, it's um, just a completely forgettable nothing. I couldn't, there were so many bad things about it, it's like, I can't remember what I hated about it. Uh, a Most Wanted Man. Is, I'm excited. Uh, what's that? Who's that? That's the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie directed by Anton Corbine, who made oh, yes, Control, Control, which you don't like. Um, I like it okay. It was, it was just forgettable. And so, it's based on a John le Carre novel. How many novel. Philip Seymour Hoffman's got a few movies left before uh, he's He's got done. the next Hunger Games. Oh, he's uh, in the next Hunger Games. He's in God's Pocket, and he's in The Most Wanted Man. Yeah. And he's also did a TV show for, uh, for like Showtime or something like that, I think. I don't think I knew that. 
You really worked yeah. worked a bunch. Okay, uh, Boyhood. I'm very excited about. I can't wait to see that. That's yeah, that sounds Lantern fascinating. Movie. Oh we yeah, made. that sounds cool. Yeah. Have, have you seen a trailer for that or anything? Is there no, I've, I've tried. I think there is a trailer out, but I've avoided it. It doesn't. Isn't that the, just a cool? I've always thought like, wouldn't it be cool if someone did that? And it's it's cool that Richard Linklater did that. And it's cool that Ethan Hawke and Rosanna Arquette did it as well. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's, they, it's they, oh, they play the parents. Yeah, Rosanna Arquette and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it's such a. I'm sorry. They let themselves. I'm sorry, Patricia. Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Right. It's such. You know a, what? Because I recently saw Draft Day. Ivan oh, Reitman's yeah. Draft Day. It's not very good, but Rosanna Arquette's in it. That's why she's in my. Oh, Rosanna's in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's not very good draft day. No, but uh, our friend Pat Healy uh, in is in it. I'm and a friend he, of his too. Yeah. yeah, in the screening, he uh, his character introduction got probably the biggest laugh of the entire uh-huh. screening, and in- intentionally, it's a, supposed to be a funny part, and he right. really knocked it out of the park. So right. good for Pat. Right. Um, the thing about uh, Boyhood, and just you know, of course, Richard Linklater is like a really good and important director, but I. I've, I forget about him a lot because for a while he would just be like, all right, I'm going to do a Bad News Bears remake or something like that. Right. And uh, which actually I enjoyed. I don't think he's ever made a movie I haven't really enjoyed. Um, you ever see the Newton Boys? I never saw it. Oh, no. I didn't see that one. Me neither. It's I, got Dwight Yoakam in it. I, I like saw that. It. Um, I don't think it's very good, but it's it's not No, he's it's a, not bland. He's Newton a filmmaker Boys. that I've never like been super into, but I always respect him. He has a surprise. I don't like Waking Life. I don't like... Uh, you know Slacker, like? Waking Life. I walked out of. I Slacker. That's a bad one. Yeah, that's no, his not first Slacker. One. Slacker's um, his first uh, one. Sorry, Slacker's a good one. Uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Waking Life. No. A Scanner Darkly. No. Waking Life is just like I, I just don't like. Um, I don't like movies with just someone talking about nothing. Talking about. I'm like I don't get it. I, I just am I supposed to be into these ideas? Am I supposed to be into the character? I I bored. I kind of loved it. I I really, oh, really? I really you like what they're saying. Suburbia. The not the oh, yeah. Penel- not the Penelope Spears movie, but the right. one based on the Eric Have you guys Bogosian. seen the Penelope Spears ter- movie? No. That movie's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, Richard Linklater's Suburbia is the one Richard Linklater movie that I've seen that I really don't like. And that's the thing. It originated with – who wrote it? Eric Bogosian. Eric Bogosian. Yeah, yeah. State. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's – Oh, he did the – yeah, okay. So like it, it, one Bogosian could say in that, it? I don't, I don't know th- if he really has so. a can- – he's not one of the main – One of the kids? Yeah, it's Giovanni B.C. and Steve Zahn and uh, Nicky Cat. Right, right. Whatever happened to Parker Posey? It's a good question. He just must be just an Austin local actor or whatever. Um, but it's uh, but yeah, it's it, Richard Linklater has more of an experimental side than I think people, including me, give him credit for. Um, oh, I give him credit. Like even even Scanner Darkly, Waking Life, and then you know the before movies, and then yeah. this. Like he just. Hey, Tape, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh I saw I like that's tape. right. I like tape. Um, and just a director who has shown, at the very least, a tremendous commitment to yeah. his projects. Uh, and Boyhood looks to be like that more than almost anything else. And I, I'm, I'm very I'm, uh, excited to see that one. Yeah, it's I'm I'm fascinated to see it. What about the new Woody Allen, Magic in the Moonlight? I don't know anything about it. It uh, takes place in what year? In the 1920s in the south of France. Mm-hmm. Stars Colin Firth and Emma Stone and Marcia Gay Harden. Oh, that sounds charming. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be charming. I'm, I'm always interested in his stuff. Did you um, guys see Fading Gigolo? Yes. How was it? Uh, not very good. Not very good. Didn't it's, see it. But he didn't direct that. That's John Turturro. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's not poorly made. John Turturro knows how to make a movie, but the screenplay is kind of, it doesn't seem to, 
it's all over the place. Oh, it goes from one thing to another. And yeah, it's a really silly premise. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Deliver Us From Evil is and the new... And that's a Jaren uh, title. Fading Jiggle. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not entirely... I'm not 100% certain on the definition of Jaren. Um, it's ing, I-N-G. See, I, but I thought it was when you use... Um, and I thought it was more specific. Like, a, it's a gerund when you use an ing word as a noun. Like, if you say, uh, walking is good for your heart, then walking, in that case, is a gerund because it's a noun. Oh, maybe but I'm wrong. It, I just thought... I, but I could that, be wrong, because I've been known to be Anything that has over, ing at the end, like, blanking is a gerund, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I just know when you put ing in the title... I usually don't like you it. You usually, usually got a shitty movie on your hands. Feeling Minnesota. Which I like. Actually, uh, I actually that, never saw yeah, it. Oh, it's that, pretty good. A, that's a movie that's like, how come that director never made another single? He's never made another movie. That movie was like kind of buried. That was like an interesting, like kind of crusty '90s movie. Like, yeah, it it, like it, cool it had that cast it, and good acting. And it reminded me of like that movie Jesus Son, like just one yeah. of those kind of indie, kind of a shaggy dog yeah. indie film. Yeah, I like Jesus Son, or um, uh, um, or not. I don't want to say Coen Brothers movie, but like just some sort of. It just like seemed like that guy could have had like a voice that you know, or like or like a Gus Van Sant thing or something, like an early Gus, like a it did Gus feel Van like Sant's that comedies or something like that. You yeah, know? that's a good movie. That's that's another one. People often comment about like when you're on the show, they come away with movies that they haven't heard of that they need to watch. And uh, and I will echo Feeling Minnesota. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember I at the, the time theater. I worked at the Movies Eight in Tulsa, Oklahoma when when it was playing, and I saw it when I worked worked at the movie theater. Uh, I think I was I think I was a little too young to be interested in it at the time. Yeah. But I saw it I think in college and I was like, this is really cool. good. Yeah. You it's, know, it's, it's like a, it's it's kind of a gross point blank. It's kind of like gross point blank. Yeah. It, it goes. I actually saw gross point blank was playing in the theater. Same thing. That would make they would make a good double feature. Gross yeah, point I agree. Blank and feeling Minnesota. Yeah, I think I saw it. They're kind of like um, uh, characters who are a bit stuck in the past, and. Um, and holding grudges and stuff and, and blaming others for their current position in life. I remember really liking Vincent D'Onofrio in that. I thought he was great. Yeah. Sorry, we can move on. Yeah. Um, Deliver Us From Evil is a new Scott Derrickson horror film. He made Sinister. And oh, I heard it. It's really good. Uh, he made Slither. Uh, no, that's Sinister. James Gunn. What, 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 yeah, Sinister. Sinister. How, how, are, how, are, how are his movies, Scott Derrickson? I, um, like I actually good. didn't see Sinister, but I liked... I liked the scarier parts of Exorcism of Emily Rose, but then the oh, he made that one, yeah. But oh, then the okay. the stuff that's the like courtroom drama felt kind of uh, by the book, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I saw um, that. But this delivers from evil. We talked about it because there was some stuff at WonderCon, uh, as we talked about in our bonus episode. It's a, uh, it's you know supposedly based on a true story or the true accounts of this detective, but it is a detective procedural. Yeah, like it's a detective movie. That's also a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does sound interesting. It's got Eric Bana, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Olivia Munn, Joel McHale. Am I missing anyone? Uh, those are the, the, the big okay. four. Um, I have a lot of comedy actors in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully it has that quality to it. Planes, right. Fire, and Rescue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> step Up All In. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. How do they keep making these Step Up movies? And how are those not straight to VOD or whatever? I think because, because they're they view, big spectacle. They view them as, as spectacle. Really love step ups, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know a lot of people. Here we are, all 30 something year old men. And but I know people our age who defend them, who have good taste. So I've never seen any of them. Um, I bet that 3D. That's, that's anytime I. Channing Tatum a star, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stars that's true. Step ups. And any, you know what? Anytime I see like a trailer for them and I see some of the dancing, part of me is like, you know, 
I bet the story and the acting is horrendous, but I will say that is pretty impressive, that dancing. Right. And I know there's Step Up 3D, and I was like, I wonder what that would look like in 3D. I bet that'd be pretty neat. So people like dancing. I wish they'd make a musical that has dancing in it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of dancing? Or just, uh, just a musical that with like, I like dancing that's like well shot, well choreographed, you know, where you can see the dance. You can see the group of people dancing. I'm not a big musical guy, but I like. Did you see Hairspray? Not John Waters' Hairspray, but the musical? Didn't see it, no. It wasn't bad. Um, I didn't see Rock of Ages either. I did not, also did not see Rock of Ages. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I would say. I'm not a, I don't care about any of these movies. But not. It's directed by James Gunn, who made Slither. Who? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't care still. I don't. You still don't care? Dawn of is the Dead, it, he made Super, which I loved. It's just, uh, I guess I don't care about this comic book shit, these properties, I, I Guardians take, of the Galaxy, so what? Take take. Let me, let me be your, like, light back into optimism. Okay. Because I'm with you in most cases. Okay. But director, I'm an artorist, I'm an artor okay. theorist. Director Trump's all, if James Gunn is making a Superman movie, I'm he interested in seeing Slither it. Slither and Super. And, and Dawn of the and Dead. And the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. He wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, yeah, that's yeah, he yeah, wrote he wrote it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah I think he's a, a great director who brings a, a nice sense of humor to things. And Guardians of the Galaxy looks like it's a comedy first and foremost, which I like. What is Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Uh, it's, a, it's, a lesser, no. it's a lesser known... So it's not that movie about the owls? No, no, that's 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 Legend a different Zack Snyder film. Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> doesn't Guardians of the Galaxy sound like the Owls movie? It has got the word Guardians in it. What about Rise of the Guardians? Did you think that was about owls as well? Probably. What's okay. the Rise of the Guardians? That's a sh- that's the one where Santa and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and stuff are real and they oh, fight evil. That sounds good. It's actually, it's actually not, it's not cool. bad. What's Guardians of the Galaxy? Are Santa and Tooth Fairy involved? You it's, just told me, and I wasn't paying attention. I probably got bored. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is the voice oh, of a, already, a rabbit. Oh, it's a cartoon. He's the voice no, of, a, of a raccoon. The movie's not a cartoon, but there is an all CGI, a couple of all CGI characters voiced Ooh. by Bradley Cooper and Ooh. Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> but it's got Chris Pratt as uh, the hero. Oh. And do you not like? Do you not like Chris Pratt? I don't have an opinion on Chris Pratt. Zoe Saldana, you like her? Oh. The villain. Oh. The villain oh. is played. Oh. By Benicio del Toro, uh, he had he had like a one minute long post credit scene in Thor, and that minute is way more interesting than the two hours that preceded it. Oh, is it? It's a Marvel movie. It is, but it's a smaller property, so clearly they feel like they can be a little bit more creative with it. I'm thrilled uh, by it, like by the tone that they seem to be going with, because it does seem to run counter to what is usually expected. Right. So I'm very excited for it. Right. Um, it also has um, small p- p- roles by uh, John C. Riley, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Peter Serafinowicz. Uh-huh. I wish I could see all these guys in a movie that wasn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> okay, we're going to skip over the new Lassa Halstrom movie because he doesn't make he hasn't, movies. He hasn't made a movie. He, he makes a bait. He makes Oscar bait and crap. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Chocolat though. Ooh, did you see Chocolat? It's good. Yeah, it's supposed to be very good. That was what one of those movies were. That's what was like. Ooh, honey, <laughs> did you hear about the new um, movie that's supposed to be very good called Chocolat? <laughs> that's what the, that's what Chocolat is. Okay, the um, director of Chocolat, The Shipping News. Oh uh-huh. boy, that movie. 
Chocolat has stuff in it that I like. I, I'm a sucker for Judy Dench and almost anything, but mm-hmm. like, and I like Julia Binoche as an actress as well. And Alfred Molina's on in it. And there's, there's some good stuff for that movie. Shipping news is just Here, a mess. Let me, I'm not going to say I'm going to defend shipping news, but I love when a movie, like the filmmaker is clearly trying as hard to make it a middle bland, middle bra movie. And it doesn't realize that it's weird. It's like it's a weird movie that doesn't. Yeah, ever I think that's Lasse Hauser because like he made Gilbert Grape, which I always liked growing up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, was, don't know, I don't know if that holds up though. I haven't seen oh yeah, I mean either. But I wonder. I mean, that was one that was always just really weird. To yeah, me. and the shipping news is also there's like it's a also, weird though, story. When I was a kid and I saw My Life as a Dog, mm-hmm. that weirded me out in lots of ways too. It made me very uncomfortable. It was like before I went through puberty, and then there's like this scene where this girl like takes her shirt off and she's like you know like barely has boobs and it's really and she's like it's this weird just sexuality in the movie i remember making me so uncomfortable it's like hmm. a, like i i did felt like i shouldn't have been watching it and i was maybe like nine or something like that hmm. did you see the hoax with richard Gere and julie delpy no did he make that yeah it's not very good lots of Halster made that uh, i'm pretty sure he did oh. now you got me second guessing myself that's uh, that's the one about the uh hoax hugh hoax. hoax wait Hang on, shoot. What's his name? He pretended uh, to do Howard, something. Howard. Not, yeah, not Hugh Hefner. It's uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Um, yeah, I almost said that. Howard Hawks because I also couldn't. No, the hoax isn't about Howard Hughes. No, no it's, it's about it's the guy. The guy who, who pretended to be. He pretended him. to be writing uh, a biography, a, a, like an official, like an authorized biography of Howard Hughes, but he'd never met him. Oh. Yeah. So it's about um, that guy. It's a hoax about the guy who yes. pretended, and okay. then uh, yes, it, wasn't it is less a less a Hellstrom. Okay, uh, Philip Noyce is directing The Giver, which is. I've wanted to see a Giver movie since I was in What's the Giver? eighth grade. It's a it's a move. It's a book that a lot of people read in middle school. My wife uh, read it. She loved it. I I'm, never read it. Oh, I read it multiple times because I, like I loved it so much. I do too. He's but a good director. Everything about everything I hear about it just sounds like they're really trying to like this movie, which Who is stars? this idea. The 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 story behind this movie is nothing like The Hunger Games, except that it takes place in like a somewhat dystopian future. Uh huh. But they're clearly it got made because <laughs> because of the Hunger Games and they're making it. Right. It feels like they're making something more like that. Are they making more? Who, who wrote I mean, The Giver? Um, oh, what is the name of the? It's uh, like a, Lo- Lois Lowry. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, but they they like they aged up the lead. Like the boy who's the star, who's the lead, is, uh, is supposed to be twelve years old in the book. He's like sixteen or whatever in the movie. Okay, because they get some little cutesy in there. Yeah, and it's supposed to be in black and white uh, in the book. Like, I know that sounds weird How if you haven't read it. The book but is in black and white? Literally, the world is black and white, and that's part of the future. Mm. Oh, weird. Is and that, the movie's not black and white, of course. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think so. Um, I haven't I've that, avoided the trailer. That photo looks to be in color. Yes, this photo here looks to be in color. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah, people that's see it in black and white. So uh, I've wow, wanted... Wow, that sounds like a cool book. This is a, yeah, this is like a be careful what you wish for thing, because I've... Wanted there to be a movie of the Giver for Noyce is fifteen director, years though. at least. Yeah, he's made he a lot of good, good stuff. Movies. Yeah, um, I, I was a big fan of the Quiet American. That's him, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Rabbit Proof. He made yeah. those. He made those two one-two punch the same year. He put, put them out. Well, one of them was delayed. Oh, I see. Okay, but they came out the same year. Yeah, Quiet American. That was cool with a uh, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and Mike. He's Mike all running King. and he's covered in blood and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Um, he also, mm-hmm. uh, but even his like sh- shitty movies are good. Like, uh, what were some of his thrillers? Did he wait? The Dead Column, which is kind of like a poor man's knife in the water. Who did the sum of all fears? Um, um, he, he did one of those Jack Ryan movies. He, I think yeah. he, he might did, have did Patriot Games. Yeah, I think he did one of the oh, Harrison okay. Ford Jack Ryan. Movies. But he, but Philip Noyce did some like good, like 
Hitchcockian type thrillers or whatever. He was kind of it was like he and he and Curtis Hansen were kind of like the the thriller guys of the eighties and nineties. Man, what happened to Curtis Hansen? I, I feel heard, what I heard um, something sad that he was like. I feel like I heard that he was like not all there mentally, or maybe he's got, oh. he may he may have like had to have someone come in and like finish a movie. For yeah, him Chasing was, Mavericks was the oh yeah. He like the had to have Gerard someone, Butler. Uh, surf movie, which is directed by Curtis Hansen and someone else whose name I don't know. Because Curtis Hansen was losing his marbles or something? I don't know. I didn't read the story, but that's... Um, you heard yeah, that? It's not, it's not a very good movie, so that would make sense. Uh, um, it, it was Phil Patriot Alden, Games and Claire and President Danger, actually. Phil Alden Robinson did uh, Oh, okay. Fears. Oh, yeah. Okay, the, here's a funny thing in Entertainment Weekly. I am the President of the United States. Uh, there's the... There's the, the Michael Bay produced uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but the way they have the page laid out, it looks like Chadwick Boseman as James Brown. Oh, I was driving. <laughs> I was thinking about Teenage that. I was thinking movie. about that. I, 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 on a regular basis, I get this like sad <coughs> feeling of future regret that there's a movie about James Brown's life starring Chadwick Boseman, and if you watch the trailer. It's just like this feeling of like loss you feel of like what could have been, you know. You're not a Chadwick Boseman fan. I'm not. I just no, not from, not when when someone really amazing could play James Brown. Right. Or really tried to do James Brown, and when you look at that trailer, you're like, what is this crap? And look at these hair. It's like sketch comedy. It's so stupid. It's just it's stupid, is what it is. You know, yeah, it it's looks like that, that with, with such an interesting the... character like James Brown, and they're just gonna give it the the standard biopic treatment. It's yeah. embarrassing. Who was the movie a few years ago? Cadillac. The guy who for, who made the Help. It's embarrassing. Cadillac Records is that what it was called? A few years oh ago? yeah. That also like it just looked like dress up. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. Like it also comedy. didn't do very well. All right, um, that th- th- this bums me out. So that's our thoughts know? on Get On Up. I do we have thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Okay, okay, you do have thoughts. I do. Um, Michael Bay didn't direct; he just produced. He right. just produced it. Directed uh, by Jonathan Liebsman. Oh, he made oh, Battle what? L.A. Did oh he? wow, that's he's that guy. Good for you for remembering that. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm always intrigued by a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, partially because didn't they try to do one like five years ago? That did yeah, and it didn't do well. John Woo or something did it or something. I don't think it was him, but maybe he produced it or something. But uh, but yeah, I'm fascinated that like wow, it appa- it appears the Ninja Turtles aren't going away. Yeah. Like that was that was so specific to kind of our generation when we were growing up. So 90s. Yeah, and then they. Like eighties and nineties, and then then they kind of went away, but they kept trying to bring them back in TV shows that didn't work, and then they made that movie that didn't work, and now they're trying it again. It's like I guess Ninja Turtles is going to be around my, maybe forever. They all look like a bunch of uh, Avengers, Incredible Hulks, or something like that. Yeah, and I think they're trying to. Yeah, it's it's it can be boiled down to hey, we've got spe- spe- new special effects, and you guys remember this from your childhood, right? So here's this movie. Uh, what do you think? And um, what do you think? We spent two hundred million dollars. What do you think? Yeah, something like that. It's like we 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 don't really care what you think. We just want you to pay and go see it. What do you th- yeah, here you go. But I'm always intrigued by it because I doubt it'll do this. But like, if any film was actually like true to the original comic, it would actually be remarkably dark and very very cynical. And of uh-huh. course, those comics were written kind of as a joke anyway, right? Uh, about those types of comic books. And so if somebody actually decided to make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that was like that, then it would be, frankly, be the kind of superhero movie that you would enjoy because it would be making fun of superhero movies. Uh And, uh, 
And yeah, I like some superhero movies. I just don't only like superhero movies. I don't want. Right. Well, neither all. do I. I feel like you're accusing me personally no, I'm, now. I'm, I'm talking about the people who make. I, I want. Stop attacking me, Josh. Why do you? You know, come on. <laughs> I might be. Pro- I might be projecting. No, I not. I'm, I'm getting frustrated with the people who make them. Like, why does? Why are? Why are all the tentpole movies superhero movies? You know, I mean, I know why. It's a rhetorical question, but it's just like I just want. I just wish that there was someone who would just come up with another business model that catered to um, a variety. Okay. Well, and you should see All You Need Is Kill or whatever. And That's for, not a superhero movie. No, but it's a big and it's an But it's an original idea. It's, it's not a, based on anything. Is that, it's not based on anything? It's all. It's original Christopher McQuarrie script? I'm pretty... I, I keep second-guessing myself now. I also right. just wish ever that... Since I got, ever since I had heard of the CEDs, the CLRs... No, yeah, you lost all credibility. Why doesn't Tom Cruise make an adult, risky business? Why doesn't he make a movie that's about... What, what, because if it's just a guy who starts a whorehouse, then that's just adult, all it whatever is. The, whatever the 50-year-old man version of risky business is, starring Tom Cruise, I want to see it. You know? Or, I, or another Jerry Maguire-type movie. I want to see it. You know? Like, I don't want to see... Tom Cruise, oblivion in it up, shooting it up. I would like to see Tom Cruise do some cool Tom Cruise thing. You know, I didn't... Sorry, s- All You Need Is Kill is a novel. I didn't see... Uh, written by who? All right. <laughs> I didn't see the... Uh, Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Oh, Sakurazaka. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's, I guess that's the joke I'm making this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... Uh, I didn't see Rock of Ages, but I heard that Tom Cruise was so good in it okay. that I that I remember someone said like if someone just made a short film where they just took all of his scenes and put them together and cut out everything in between, it'd be a pretty good little movie. Right. Um, but that's the thing; it's just like he's still an actor willing to with like make like take risks in the types of roles he takes. He doesn't do it all the time, but I just feel like man, I it would be nice. I would I would take another Magnolia at this point. Well, at this point, I would take another Magnolia every year. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, yeah. It's I just, mean, like... Uh, I'm saying that's that's at least outlandish. You know, right. Jerry Maguire, it's it's just an adult... It's just a movie for grown-ups. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I, I, I would like... I like... I, I rewatched Color of Money uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, shortly after breaking my wrist. Broke my wrist, I tell you guys. I heard, and, it, uh, I, I heard on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three days ago. And uh, you told us. So, uh, <laughs> how many days into this podcast are we? So, but, these movies are coming out now. <laughs> Color of Money. We missed them. Uh, we got to go see him now. Let's take the microphones with us. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, and he's really good in Color of Money, you know. Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, he's so eager to, but also he's well cast as that like, just like cocky idiot, you know. And cocky, talented idiot. A lot of people don't like Rain Man, and it's not a great movie, but he's not. really good in it. He's, yeah, he's yeah, actually the, the, the backbone of the movie. He's yeah. really, you know, he's the straight man, but he's the one who brings the the backstory to it, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that's kind of the big thing of, like, when he got snubbed for being a good actor or whatever. Um, but the thing, oh, that I was going to say about Color of Money, my anecdote is, like, I imagine that when... That people like probably hated. Oh, this stupid snot-nosed, handsome young Tom Cruise. You know, it's like, hey, did you hear they're making a sequel to The Hustler with Paul Newman? Wow, cool. Who's directing it? Martin Scorsese, young Martin Scorsese, hot Martin Scorsese. Wow, Raging Bulls directing, uh, directing Color Money. Who else is gonna be in it? They're putting Tom Cruise in it. Young Tom <laughs> Cruise. Oh man. It'd be like if they made like a sequel to Taxi Driver Day, and they're like, right. they're putting Channing Tatum in it. <laughs> oh man, why does it got to have um, a young guy in it? Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna jump. Th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on your line here, Josh. 
The Expendables 3, boring. Don't care. Yeah. So we're moving on. Oh, but Harrison um, Ford's going to be... Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey um, Grammer in an yeah, action Kelsey movie? Grammer's you know what? That more than anything is what... It, although he was in X-Men The Last Stand as Beast. Right. And did it, and did a pretty good job. an action star that belongs in no. whatever that is. Um, James Franco... James Franco directed a uh, Cormac McCarthy adaptation called Child of God. And is that coming out in the theaters or is it VOD special? Probably VOD. Um, but Entertainment Weekly, we're going to print it anyway because we're still pretending that the movies exist. They do they do exist. No, they don't. It's all Guardians of the Galaxy of the Heroes of the Owls. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Frank Miller's a city in Cincinnati. A dame to kill for. And I'm... Now oh. you just you just breezed over because you haven't seen the first. I've one. I've never seen the first one. All right one. then, so don't I've don't act like two. don't act like who gives a shit because it is. I was watching uh, the first one last night actually. Um, okay, and it is a. So you're the person who gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. But also, I think I liked also, it. I, I went back. I because I hadn't seen the original Sin City in a long time. I was like, I'll bet this doesn't hold up. Uh, and I watched it, and it actually it does quite a bit. And I feel like in some ways. Uh, certain um, audience sensibilities has ca- have caught up to it, and at the time it was a critically beloved film. Like critics were like invigorated by this this vision, and now I feel like it won't be quite as uh, it's not quite as interesting. I'm, I'm going to fact check you on Rotten Tomatoes. Why okay. are you doing that? Can I say I remember a time when we were young bucks in our late twenties, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would do these these uh, summer specials or winter specials. Uh-huh. We'd all have a copy of the Entertainment Weekly. To come <laughs> no, through. that never happened. That happened three times. No, I think that happened the Twice. first time. Twice. And then it turned to me having the copy because we took too long. We're still taking too long. <laughs> we are taking I too long. I think if we so all think- had a copy, we'd all have the script. We'd know where everyone was. We'd be like, ooh, this one sounds good. This one's no good. This one's- I think the first time, I think you probably did have a copy of Entertainment Weekly. Oh, yeah, we did. I held because it in my we hand. each had ours. And I bought one. Yeah. So nice. And that was the only time we did that. <laughs> Do you want me to pay you back $4? <laughs> no, it's not I've got the money now. I've got, a, I've got a couple dollars. No, you had to spend it all on your hand surgery. You're right. I did all those deductibles. Yeah. I, and I spent, I've spent all day filling out paperwork that I have to mail in. And I mailed all, like, I mailed about 19 uh, envelopes into the insurance for the claims. And um, I think I didn't put the proper postage. So I'm expecting to get 19 envelopes oh, back in the mail. Oh, so. good. See, there's a movie right there. Um, okay, so it's very interesting. Your claim is on the fence about okay. critics. Hey, liking... I just said claim talking about insurance. Yeah. You think I put that word in your brain? Probably. Rotten Tomatoes, 78%. That's not terrible. It's a, it's I, a C plus. You know, I happened to, last night I glanced at Roger Ebert and Mick LaSalle, essentially, and both okay. of them loved it. Um, and so, uh, so it is a film that, also it's a film that like has been like on the book's trying to happen for like five or six years and now it finally is about all you need is kill? that's the one frank uh, all you need all you need oh, is a dame frank, to kill for. Frank, frank, Miller. frank miller's all you dame is kill dame, dame city dame you need to guardians kill? need to kill sin sin um sin but, city but yeah it's in it's, the city where is it sin the city <laughs> city sin city by Pun the city sea. Uh, so what I was going to say is that uh, it it has a good cast, and if it's at all like the original, um, 
it will it will probably be interesting and it'll be unlike other things in the theater Did right Mickey now. Did Mickey Rourke not come back for this one? He is back for this oh, one. Oh, he is back. Yes. And Good he for him. And it is kind of the thing that kind of reinvade I don't know if I'd say his career has been jump started, but like it kind of got he people put it back in the toilet. Is that is that was is that accurate assessment? Probably I think that he after he had his big comeback and he's like, I'm putting it back in the toilet. But the person who is not coming back is Clive Owen. Right. Why? Josh, he didn't want to do it? Or? I don't know, but Josh Brolin is replacing him. Uh, yes, uh, that is because the character uh, has reconstruction facial surgery to because he's trying to stay away from the cops. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. That's a, I actually recently watched Dark Passage, which is that yeah, yeah. Dark Passage is about. Bogart, it's and the Do first you, half of the movie is it's all from Bogart's point of view. Yeah, because, well, when, uh, whenever it, it's supposed to be Bogart, it's his point of view. But then midway through, he gets reconstructive surgery and becomes it cuts to Bogart. Do you guys want to hear some uh, trivia? Sure. Yeah. Uh, they made a pilot um, a long time ago, uh, like a long time ago in the fifties, for a TV version of Some Like It Hot. Oh, that's interesting. That uh, never became a series, but. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis are in the first scene of the pilot, uh-huh. and they go to they because the the mafia is still looking for them or whatever, uh-huh. and so they go get plastic surgery, and then they emerge as the actors who were actually going to play the role, <laughs> and then it was just gonna, like never be talked about for the rest of the series, wow. I guess. But then they but would it, just they never made it. But they would record voiceover, and these guys would just lip sync because they didn't get their voices changed. <laughs> I feel like the the people were probably so disappointed they were like. What happened? We want the stars come back. And then it was just these two guys who probably never went on to do anything. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, interesting. That kind of makes me think of how I very much dislike the movie Darjeeling. What's it called? Limited. Uh, Limited. I I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I do know what it's called. But the very beginning of the movie, you get Bill Murray doing this really exciting thing, like racing through traffic, trying to get to a train. You're like, ooh, Bill Murray. What's this Bill Murray thing? It's so whiz. It's so flamboyant in the way that it shot. So wee-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. And then like he jumps out of this cab and he's trying to catch a train. He's running through the traffic and he's dodging this and that. And then it suddenly stops, turns to slow motion, he's running, and this kink song kicks in. And then the camera pans away from Bill Murray and pans into the three guys who star in the movie. And you're just kind of like, oh, man. (laughs) Is that really how it starts? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I don't want this kink song in these three guys. I want the Bill Murray movie. Wow. So you don't see him again? I think at the very end he pops up and you're like, what his movie was. (laughs) Yeah. We'd much rather have stuck with him. Wow. Although I do think it's, and this may sound like uh, half-hearted praise, but uh, I do think it is uh, Owen Wilson's best performance ever. I think it's surprisingly vulnerable. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Gosh. Gosh. Jeez. Gosh. I'm vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) That is a line in there. It seemed like an odd thing to say. Gosh, I feel vulnerable. Uh, Let's move on to something I'm very excited for, um, for reasons that might completely fall through. But uh, Luke Besson's Lucy... Starring Scarlett Johansson, um, I'm excited for basically the reason that La Femme Nikita has always been my favorite Luc Besson film, and this is also about a killer, kick-ass woman, and so I'm hoping it'll be like La Femme Nikita. Did he direct Lucy? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. did anyone see The Family? No. No, I heard it was terrible. I, I saw The bad. Lady, which... He didn't direct that. Yeah, he though. did. He, oh, he Which did. is a... It's a weird thing. Oh, how come he it's was so such an acclaimed style. big deal director, and then he just said, just was like, oh, "I'm only gonna make, I'm just gonna write transporter movies," and then and then produce kind of, Taken and make a billion dollars. I guess, yeah, I guess he produced he produced Taken. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's and then I like that one. What's the one with Hall- Jet Li? You're my dog. 
with uh, oh, oh Unleashed. I love that movie. Yeah, that was good. Unleashed. Um, but he there's he. I always want to say undisputed. He produced Taken, but every year there's another like let's try and turn this middle-aged white guy into an action star. Yeah. Like there was what was what was the one just recently with Costner? Kevin Costner? Three, three days to three kill. Three days to kill. Yeah. Directed by McG. Did he didn't produce, have anything to do with that? Did he? I think did Luke Besson. I, I don't think. I don't so. know. Maybe I'm wrong. I uh, but he did. I don't so think apparently so. Apparently, all of Costner's like had three uh, big comeback attempts, and they all did. Yes, they he did bomb. produce Three Days to Kill. Oh man, I'm not crazy. Wow. So Three Days to Kill. And there was uh, from Jack Paris Ryan with Love and Draft Day were all these like Costner comebacks that all bombed. Yeah, How that's too that? bad. That's unfortunate. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a. I don't think he's a bad actor. I yeah, think I he's, like him. No, he's in some things that are very, very good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but, uh, but. Yeah, I'm excited for for Lucy. We saw some footage at um, at WonderCon. It could be it could end up being you know uh, superficial, shallow bullshit. But uh, I'm hoping it'll be badass the way that the Nikita was. Yeah, and have and it, some have some uh, heart to it. Yeah, and it could be it it could go either way. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm. Are you a Lefem Nikita fan, Josh? Yes, yes I okay. do like it. Good. Um, I, I even even though she's terrible when she speaks English, I like Innocent Blood. Which one is that? That is the John Landis movie that he made starring Anne Parallo. Parallel. Right. Uh it's a, and it's it's a John Landis vampire movie. Mm. And she plays a vampire um with Anthony Apollia and Robert Loge is in it and John oh, nice. Rickles. Oh. And um didn't expect that it's one. A, it's a good it's a it's kind of one of the good it's it's a good companion piece to American Werewolf. It's uh it's funny yeah. and it's um David it, Proval, Chaz Palminteri, yeah. Tony Sirico. Yeah, it's like the it's Tim like this Coates. vampire woman Marshall versus Bell. the mob, and uh, makeup effects by Steve Johnson, Angela Bassett, Louise Guzman. This, this has amazing, an amazing cast. There's this amazing scene. Tom Savini. There's this amazing scene where uh, it's a spoiler, but no big Frank deal. Oz. Where Don Rickles blows up in in <laughs> a um, in a uh, hospital room, and it's very much like. You know, you could say. I think even John Landis joked that uh, "Let the Right One In" stole stole the hospital scene from him or whatever. But 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 the makeup effects when Don Rickles like explodes is unbelievable. Why does he explode? Because he's turned into a vampire, and doesn't know it. So he just like walks into the sun. No, he, he's sick. He 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 gets bit by a vampire. He's becoming a vampire, and he's in the hospital because he's been like attacked and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's at night, and the sun comes up. And the sunlight hits him, and he just starts like charring, and like the makeup effects with his charring, you know. And he's like, you can see it's, it looks like when you, when Earth, like hot lava or whatever, you picture right. hot lava like starts, and it's like neon cracks underneath it and stuff, and like the it's the face starts turning to ash or whatever. However, they did it, it was so cool. It's just really cool makeup effects. But the movie is like I'd say it's like an eighty percent. It's like there's parts of it's like ah oh, could have been. Better. She's not a good actress in English because she doesn't speak English very well. But it's a it's a cool like you know John Landis horror. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you guys never seen it. Innocent Blood. Okay, uh, we're pretty much at the end here. Um, okay, what else? We skipped. I saw Let's Be Cops. That seems like a comedy that like I don't, I'm interested just because I like Keegan Michael Key. I like Key and Peele. Uh, okay, yeah, he's, he's got a little part in it. He's in it. Yeah, it seems, <laughs> it's mostly Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, I think Keegan's a supporting part. Um, yeah, here he is. Uh, What's if I stay? Well, and hang on. Uh, so, oh, it's got your friend Chloe Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Ooh, so it must be directed by what? It must be directed by Otto Preminger or something. 
RJ Cutler. Oh, okay. See, it seems like they 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 plug Chloe Moretz in whatever big huge director. <laughs> you really got it out for her. She sucks. No, I think she's pretty good. She sucks. You just don't like Kick Ass. You were on my side. I don't like Kick Ass either, but I didn't see it. I didn't want to see Kick Ass, but I've always liked Chloe Grace Moretz. What do you like about her? What's good about her? 30 Rock, she was good in 30 Rock. She was good on 30 Rock. That's basically what it is. I'm not sure what what else. You didn't see it, but you were in it. Haven't you seen every single episode of it? Yeah, I'm I'm in them all, and I all watch everything I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, My, 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 uh... It was in my contract that because we give you this part, you must watch and be grateful for every episode. Oh, I liked uh, her in the Carrie remake. Oh, come on, man. You didn't like Get it? Get out of town. You didn't like the Carrie remake? <laughs> no. I thought it was it, good. No. It's crappy. It's just bummer. It's just a bummer. You put it on and you're like, well, for one, she's gorgeous. And it's like... You know, who would buy that this girl See, is such I don't, a dork? I don't, I don't buy that. You I, don't buy I, that I, I, criticism? Yeah, I've, I've always hated that criticism. Okay, well, that's just the first one. Because <laughs> imagine, now I don't want to make you feel bad, but imagine someone listening to this who is as unpopular as Carrie. Okay. This is what you, you say and, and, and says, oh, I guess that means I must be ugly. I, I can't be gorgeous because I'm no. not popular. No, okay, There's you don't let me finish. Gorgeous you don't let me finish. And I think Sissy Spacek people. is gorgeous. But mm-hmm. she's unique and interesting enough. You don't think Chloe Grace Moretz is uniquely beautiful? No, I think she is like <laughs> she is she not she's not she's not strange uh, or vulnerable in the way that Sissy Spacek is. Sissy Spacek, and she is not. I'll put it this way: she's not Sissy Spacek. I think I don't think I should need to say more beyond that. Sissy Spacek is like a very interesting actress who's who really is doing something with the part. And Chloe Moretz is just she. I feel like she just plays like. I disagree. She plays artifice. It's not. No, really... I think she's. I think she gets into that character very well. I didn't see it, uh, so I can't. Well, wait. it's also just a bummer. It's like all you're doing is thinking about the Brian De Palma movie, which is better. See, maybe this is the issue. Is I've never liked that. I've never. Oh, liked you don't the like the Brian De Palma, De Palma movie? movie? No, because it it doesn't. Okay, you're right. The new Carrie is a bit more of a bummer. But at least it picks a Tony and sticks with it. My problem with Brian De Palma is that it ricochets back and forth between being a horror movie or being about the coming of age or being this goofy, like, when they're suddenly, like, it's, like, sped up motion while they're, the cheerleaders are working out and stuff. It, like, I've never... The Brian De Palma movie doesn't seem to pin down a tone. Uh, oh, I think and, it's as cinematic as it gets. I, I love it. Anyway, I've always... Had I actually think I, I think I kind of agree with you on, on this, David, except... Except you didn't uh, see the remake. No, I mean the original. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the like jar- jarring shifts in tone, which I don't, which I doesn't I don't, always bother me. It doesn't me. really bother me. Uh, it doesn't in bother every me movie. if it's done on purpose. Like I think Martin Scorsese can, like in Wolf of Wall Street, jumps around a lot, re- mm-hmm. you know, recently. Um, but uh, what did you guys think of Wolf of Wall Street? We never talked. I loved about it. It was loved my it. top five. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, I, actually, can I say? Um, what, what I was saying when people say like they their criticism of it being sexist and and what I disagree about it is that Wolf of Wall Street for me illuminated Martin Scorsese's other movies in a way that I hadn't even realized before. I felt like hmm. his his movies a recurring theme to all of them are about um, the failure of the pursuit of the American dream that there are all these movies uh, there are all these movies about like protagonists who are sold an idea of what the American dream is, and they're trying to do whatever they can to get it, and they but they don't have any sense of morality in terms of, like, that they're stepping on people. So, like, you look at, like, Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle's, like, told 
be a hero. Go to war, be a hero. That's mm-hmm. what you do in this country. You go be a hero. And he goes to war and he comes back and he's like, I'm not a hero. Why am I not a hero? And I'm so lonely. I'm so miserable. I'm going to find a way to be a hero if I have to do something crazy. I'm gonna do- mm-hmm. And then in the end, instead of like being punished for the crazy stuff he does, he's kind of just, okay, well, you're a hero. And then he's not fixed. He just goes on. And it's like King of Comedy. He's like, I get to be famous. I get. I was abused. I should get to be famous. I want to be famous, but he's not going to put in the work. And then in the end, he's not really punished. He just, he gets it. He's like, here you go. You're the King of Comedy. You get a book deal or whatever. And even in Goodfellas, it's like Henry Hill at the end, you know, he's like, fuck you, pay me. You're going to step on and kill or whatever. And then in the end, he, you know, he, he sells his friends out and he like gets a slap on the wrist. He's like smiles at the camera, you know, and says, uh, you know, I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. And then mm-hmm. he grins. And and even like Cape Fear, uh, Max Cady is like, he, I, w- I watched this one recently. I hadn't thought of this one before in terms of this. But like, he's someone who's just, he's using the rules of the country of America. You know, he's using like rules to like find his loopholes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's what like all these people are doing. Even in Casino as well, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, um, and I felt like, that's what Jordan Belfort has the same type of like thing as a protagonist where it's like he's told the idea of like you got to make it as big as possible but yeah. you're not worried about who or what you step on. Yeah. As well, it's not a movie that that is like some movies might be like look at that right over there. Isn't that awful? Aren't those people awful? You know, where instead it's like this is a movie from the point of view of the people. Like it yeah. takes place in the center of the people. I totally agree. With you know, but obviously we do. We all we all love the movie, so. right? Preaching the choir. But that's how that's my personal and I, and I sort of saw that and like that like it, it just made me think of like Scorsese's movies in a whole other way that I I always loved them obviously, but like just never thought of like oh wow I wonder if he's it it just felt like he was intentionally saying that that these are all about the American dream and making it and as well. And then I rewatched Cape Fear uh, last week, and it was sort of like uh, this one's also about like how can you defy the system? How can you break the system to get what like urgent need you want? You know, like he wants to get revenge on this lawyer, and so he's going to learn all the rules to like get to do whatever he wants just to get what he wants. He wants he wants to like punish the lawyer or whatever, you know. Um, so yeah. So that was my two cents on Wolf of Wall Street. So that's how we feel about If I Stay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and okay, so we had, that's the end of the episode. That's the last movie that's going to come out next yep. this summer. Yep. yep. So um, uh, I, 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 you had to know this was going to go this long, right? Yeah, that's okay. But what I want to say to you, Josh, is uh, I hope you give Guardians of the Galaxy a chance. Okay. And I think you should uh, reconsider I'll the carrier, the carrier remake. Ugh, no way, man. <laughs> Forget it. I do like Kimberly Pierce, and I kind of felt bummed. I'm like that she didn't get more movies made between, you know, Boys Don't Cry and Carrie remake. Stop loss. She got stop That's loss. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm Here's sure she's trying to get more. My movies one, made. my problem and that she had to do a remake of of something. My one problem I do have with the Carrie remake is that it doesn't update to be in a world where people have cell phones. Like, there's there's certain things that you could be like, hey, there's a bucket of pigs blood, and send a text, and it would kind of be over. Like, uh-huh. they could, like, 
they could fix it before it ever happened, and that right. doesn't happen because uh, it, they didn't update that part of the story. Or if audiences, if the movie didn't do well. I wonder if audiences so. were like, why don't they text her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> text her! <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, you can find us at battleshipretention.com and email us at david at battleshipretension.com, tyler at battleshipretension.com. Follow me on Twitter at The Pretension. Follow Tyler on Twitter at More Lessons. Um, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? I'm uh, Josh Fadum. Uh, I, I, my name is my name. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com slash Josh Fadum. You can find me um, on YouTube. I made a bunch of shorts last year, and mm-hmm. uh, then I then I worked on a movie, and then I and then I had to move, and then I broke my arm, so I haven't made more. But I want to make more. But YouTube.com slash Josh Fadum. You can see some of these physical comedy shorts I've been working on. Yeah, uh, I have a few more I'm working on. And I just joined Vine. I make a lot of dumb vines with me and my dog. So that's a thing, I guess. I don't know. I'm behind I'm behind the curb, but I'll be on Vine. You could find me vining. I'll vine to you. You could vine to me. Now, where are you with Snapchat? Uh, my friends in Tulsa were like, join Snapchat. And I was really? like, I was like, okay, I'll join it. And isn't that where people show each other dicks? And they're like, haha, no, but so. not really. I, here, here's how old I am. The, I joined Snapchat, and I was like, I can't figure out how this works, and I deleted it from my phone. <laughs> I deleted it from my phone because I started to feel icky because, like, because you kept sending people. I pictures kept saying it with my dick. No one wanted it. Uh, the the thing with Snapchat is like it brought in all these contacts from my phone, and then there were like two people who would leave these weird updates on Snapchat, and some one girl was just always like, "I'm sad because this guy broke up with me," and like crying. To, like, an audience of people. I guess you can leave updates on Snapchat, too. Like, a bunch of people. I, I, maybe I'm just old. It, something about it really made me feel a little gross. Like, I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to know what this girl's crying about. Or I don't want to know it like this. If she's mm-hmm. my, I'm not, like, great friends with her. But no one would sn- send me Snapchat pics. I didn't know anyone. <laughs> so it's like, and what's the point even if you do? Like, here's me smiling for 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah. But the only thing I would see on there when I... And, but I it was also a stressful thing of, like, I just keep being addicted to my phone. I'm clicking this between the same, like, seven apps and refreshing everything and seeing mm-hmm. if anyone's got a new Snapchat update that I don't even care about. So I deleted Snapchat from my phone. But I did have a bit of a meltdown, I think, maybe in January, February, where I was like, too many apps, too many things to refresh. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't freak out, but I did get rid of a lot of my apps. You got to get rid of those apps. Let's stay focused. I turned my I don't phone have any on more game. I have one game. Guys, I... It's Blackjack. <laughs> I, I'm not on any games, but I tri- put my phone on airplane mode for uh, this podcast. That's why I'm so present with you two. Oh, good. Well, thank you yeah. for being present, and thank you at home for being present and listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. 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 This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. Testing, testing, one, two, three. You want to say something for him? Test. Okay. Test. Check, check. Hello, hello.